School Crack, Ireland's first and foremost Magic the Gathering podcast. I'm your host David Wolf, and I'm joined here by Kieran and Alan. And each and every week we bring you the latest news as well as our tournament report and of course our deck of the week. How's it going lads? Reunited? Okay, yeah, it's been too long. Yeah. Far too long. So late episode this week, apologies. Um, but that's because we're in the dam. The Dam of Amster. Yes. <laughs> That's what they call it. What does that even mean? What does that actually mean? I think Do you know what Amsterdam means? I think Amstel is the name of like a uh, river. The river, river yeah. Name. So the Dam of Amstel. Oh, cool. Is Dam a thing? Is the, does, does Dam just mean city in Dutch maybe? Because you also have like Rotterdam. That makes it far more sense than yeah. what I was thinking. I'm not sure. We didn't see any beavers. Yeah, probably me. <laughs> we did not see beavers or no, dams to be no, honest. did not. <laughs> no. Um, uh, yep, yeah, so... Uh, Wolf, you and Al were over. I was not, yes. so I'm going to be uh, finding out as much of, uh, as yes. the listeners are this week. So yes. yeah, should nice. be should be good. Uh, yeah, so we have uh, probably a pretty packed episode this week. Um, before we get to our GP Amsterdam report, um, we're going to be talking about the uh, the leaks from Arrow Devastation. We're going to be talking about some Magic Online news that just came out today, I believe. Yeah, just an hour hour okay. before we recorded. Yeah, uh, we're going to be talking about the Vanilla Mythic. Ooh. Um, and that's it. That's that rounds out our stuff before before our GP report. Sure. Okay, so we dive straight into the leaks. Yeah, yes. let's do it. Okay, so we had some accidental error of devastation leaks by wizards. Um, so that we we know that these are real because they were accidentally posted on like the French version of Wizard site. Yeah. Um, in some kind of like I, I think it was an alternate version of the page that just wasn't wasn't accessible but people just brute forced into it or something like that it wasn't uh, publicly posted yeah they follow the same um, like a syntax whenever they put up a web page usually so you can you can just guess at URLs and get stuff before Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be publicly available which is Mm -hmm. something they might consider changing now because this has happened (laughs) a few times yeah I think it has Um, so we had three three leaks and unfortunately for wizards they all seem to be like top tier cards that they they think that we're probably going to be excited about yeah Um, they're like it's Three marquee mythics. Mm-hmm. Well, or two mythics and a rare. Is it? Yeah, I think it's a rare. Yeah. Um, so we have Bantu's Last Reckoning. We have Samut the Tested, and we have Nicol Bolas God Pharaoh. Yeah, which, 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 where do you want to start? Um, I guess let's start with Samut, and because it's the worst one. Okay, <laughs> so we'll build up. You can agree yeah. on that, um, yes. or maybe okay. not the worst, but certainly the most boring. Yeah. So Samuel Detested is a two red green for a four loyalty planeswalker, and she has a plus one of give a creature double strike yep. on the turn. She has a minus two of uh, forked bolt, which is two damage divided as you choose among creatures or players. And I believe a up minus to, up to two creatures. Up to two. Up to two. Sorry, <laughs> very, very important. Very important. Uh, and a, a minus seven. I'm not sure if it's a minus seven, but I think it's minus seven. Uh, you search your library for two creatures or planeswalkers. Yeah. Yeah, creatures yeah. or planeswalkers and put them onto the battlefield. Deploy the gatewatch. Deploy the gatewatch, yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, this one is fairly underwhelming, I suppose. Yeah, like uh so it's two red green for this, right? Yes. So I just don't understand how if Arlencourt isn't good enough, this is gonna be good enough. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Arlencourt yeah. just seems much better to me and that has seen like close to zero play. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, it's it's like, giving a creature double strike is very powerful, but... It certainly is, yeah. Like, I feel like that could be 
a plus two, almost, rather than a plus one. I don't know, her, her loyalty would get up there very quick for a four mm -hmm. loyalty Planeswalker then. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like her... Like, her plus and her minuses don't really seem to do all that much. Um, Like, the, the minus two fork bolt effect, I think, is very weak mm -hmm. for what you get out of it for four mana and, and two loyalty Planeswalker left afterwards. Yeah, so that that's the effect that you go to when you want to evaluate the Planeswalker, first of all, I think most of the time, because you're, you want to go to the effect that protects themselves. Yeah. yeah. And four mana for two damage is not very good. No. Even though you can repeat it twice. But if you repeat it twice, she's dead. Yeah. Like, if you re repeat it twice in a row, she's dead. Yeah. Like, especially in a world of vehicles, this isn't very good at protecting Ooh, yeah. Planeswalker. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, so... And especially in a world of Heart of Kieran being the most played vehicle. Yeah. So, like, if you kill a Scrap Heap Scrounger with this, you're not particularly happy. Yeah. If you, you know... What, like, the happiest you could possibly be is killing two Scrap Heap Scroungers. Yeah. Or, like, I, or I not, mean... Not Scrap Heap Scroungers, sorry. Two, two Craft Exemplars. Yeah, yeah kill yeah. two Exemplars or, like, uh... I don't know, yeah, if there's sort of... So if more kind of one drop stag you kill two two zombies two one drop zombies or something yeah, like yeah. that would have. that's that seems pretty good actually yeah but it just yeah it just seems very weak against the card the, the cards that get played right now and like those vehicles are going to be in standard the entire time this card is in standard yeah so i just don't see this card living very long obviously with the double strike thing you want to put this in like an aggressive creature deck mm -hmm. but like the the minus doesn't really get big blockers out of the way for your creatures to get through mm -hmm. and paying four mana to give one of your already played creatures double strike doesn't seem like much of a payoff either for paying yeah. four mana. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the ultimate yeah, like is that, very, that's very an effect that you would you would pay what, like maybe one mana for? Double strike? Yeah. Oh no, I'd pay more at sorcery speed. Hmm. Probably like two mana. Because like you have like cards like Assault Strobe, which is Red yeah, sorcery, yeah. give a creature double strike until the end of turn. So yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, this is repeatable, obviously, so it's very different. But yeah, yeah. Um, maybe if the minus two was similar to like Chandra Pyromaster, where it was like one damage, like distributes two damage, and any creature's damage this way can't block this turn. That'd be great. That would yeah. be excellent. That would that would be very good. But anyway, that is not what this card is. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and like, yeah, the the ultimate is very good, but like, I don't see like the card. You you put this card in aggressive creature deck, so I don't mm -hmm. really see getting up to and taking the ultimate happening all that yeah, often. Yeah, it's not really your plan. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, you can have many other planeswalkers in that deck. You just go get your other Samut with it. <laughs> yeah, you get I the mean, creature Samut. Creature Samut, <laughs> and then give it double strike. Samut tribal double yeah. double strike. I mean, yeah, you'll you'll just get two creatures most of the time, I guess. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Do I they get haste? Uh, no. 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 So okay. planeswalkers are better usually for that reason, I guess. They just yeah. get glory bringers. Oh, yeah. Yes. All right, I'm in. But yeah, I, I was, we were talking about this mm. before uh, when we were in Amsterdam. The cards kind of were spoiled. Um, I was thinking, like, yeah, basically red, aggressive deck. Um, the type like the type of deck that I'm thinking of will be playing, like, Latin Hellion on turn three. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. then, turn That's four, you give yeah. that double strike. Even if it dies, you're relatively okay. Yeah. And then uh, they're so much under pressure that they can't attack someone back. So you have it the effect again next turn, and you just play a glory bringer and give it double strike. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. So like, it could have a place. 
potentially. But as it is, yes, I think it's probably worse than Ireland Court because like giving giving Glorybringer plus two plus two vigilance and haste, or sorry, plus two plus two and vigilance. Yeah, is also extremely good with Glorybringer. It's better, yeah. right? Yeah, it's probably it has to be better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then that's kind of Ireland Court's way of protecting itself. Is that it's you know, the creature you play or the creature you're going to attack about on that turn. Is 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 going to have vigilance to protect? Yeah, so it's a, six, it's a six six flying and it kills yeah. the thing. Yeah, like, uh, or she can make a wolf. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I give you more prizes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think and the deck we're talking about would want her instead. Like, yeah. yeah, and that deck just doesn't exist. So. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it kind of does. It's coming back in a slight way, but yeah, but they're not interested in Ireland Corridor. Not really. No. So yeah. No. Uh, anyway, yeah. So this one, I think, I don't know. We could be wrong on this, but this seems like a very weak planeswalker to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Bantu's Last Reckoning. This is a really interesting we, one. Yeah, yes. So this is one, like, I've, uh, in the shop, since this has been spoiled, every time I've been in, people have been arguing about this card. Mm, uh, for both limited and constructed, people are having arguments about whether it's trash, whether it's fine, whether it's amazing. Yeah. And uh, it seems like there's people on all three, <laughs> like, ends of the argument there, and no one can agree with each yeah. other on it. It has to be good and limited, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, think it's, well, yeah. I think it's great and limited, <laughs> Some people in the shop last night thought it was fine, and then a few people thought it was bad. You just wait until like turn seven when it's yeah. like a massive board song, and you just play it, and then you play your, your creature that you yeah. set up in your hand. That, you win the game, like yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's good on turn three as well if they if they have a like a great curve and you two or three for one them, and then on their next turn, more most likely they're only able to play one creature out anyway. Mm-hmm. So you're still you've still got a two for three two or three for one, and you know yeah they got a creature back out, but that'll get you out of a lot of situations that other cards wouldn't, you know. Mm-hmm. We should probably tell people what the card does. Yes. Uh, right, it's, yeah. it's a one black black sorcery, and it says destroy all creatures. Um, Sold. <laughs> yes. So this is probably like the cheapest actual wrath of just destroy all creatures they've ever made. Is it? Yeah, uh, but you, well, let's read the rest. Yeah, of okay, yes. <laughs> yeah. So lands you control don't, un- don't untap during your next turn. Yeah. So, so you time walk yourself. For you time walk yourself for whatever you tapped this turn. Sure, yeah, but yeah. if you didn't use... Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and also you can play a land next turn. And like, so like on turn three you can do this, and then on turn four you can play a fatal push and kill another creature. Yes. You know? Yeah, That's absolutely, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, yeah. If that creature is killed. I think, I think like in discussions about about uh, this is the, about these wrath effects anyway, it's that, you know, turn five is like, you don't want to, we have lots of them on turn five, you don't want them on turn five. Turn three seems like it might be too early. Turn four is a sweet spot. Mm-hmm. I feel like turn four is a sweet spot, sweet spot for this because yeah, you play on turn four, uh, leave one mana up. Uh, next turn, those three lands on the top, but then you can play another land, uh, which you can leave up on a, like a, a negate or essence scatter. Uh, or three, grass with dur- or grass with darkness, exactly. Yeah, dur- during that, this, the, the turn that you're time locking yourself for. But then I, I, I clearly be, I'd just be in a camp of like, even if you do time lock yourself completely, like that's fine if you're if you're wiping the board. Depending on the matchup, like yeah, it can it, be. Yeah, it depends what's in the format. Like, obviously, when there's like insane combo decks in standard, it's like not really feasible. Mm, yeah, and people are putting indestructible creatures into play as well. Yeah, but uh, so like without talking about it in the context of Marvel, uh, I think it's I think it's quite good. I mean, it's, it's like in a control deck, it's better to play this early than late, though, right? Because like say on turn nine. If you play this and then hold up Torrential Gearhulk mana, but then playing your Torrential Gearhulk at the end of your opponent's turn means none of your yeah, that's it to nine mana yeah. next turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. that's pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. If they kill your Gearhulk, then mm. you're yeah. you probably lose the game. Uh-huh. Yeah, 
So you, it's kind of like you're more incentivized to play this early in a control deck because that's when you have less plays anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but like yeah. rats are, rats carry a very special uh, place in in decks and strategies in that they they allow um, they allow controlish decks to come back from a place of being behind by getting extreme card advantage. Yeah. In ways that, like, obviously you want to play, like, a draw spell that gives you amazing card advantage. Mm. But when you play a draw spell and you don't affect anything that the other person is doing, you're basically screwing yourself over. So th- this can allow you to um, to have that effect on the board. And then if you play it in the mid kind of stages of the game, you can still, you can still hold up your... Um, your insurance against them doing another crazy thing on their turn. Yeah, but they don't have to do the crazy thing. They could just make their worst play. Do a play. medium thing, yeah. 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 And then true. their worst play, if you don't let, if you just let them do it, might just be good enough for them to get ahead. Could be, yeah. yeah. So it's, it is really interesting, and I think this card great is... Great card design, anyway. It's, yeah, it's a very, very, very good design. Cool, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think anyone... I'm not sure if there's a person in the world who can evaluate this card without playing with it. No, like, it's so, so difficult. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, playing it with artifact mana is really good. Yeah. Uh, so it costs double black. Mm-hmm. So generic mana doesn't really get you very far mm-hmm. in terms of you'll only be able to take one off the mana cost. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you like have a bunch of mana rocks that tap for colors, mm-hmm. then yeah. or you can play like Utopia Sprawl effects on your lands. So mm-hmm. you know only one yeah. of your lands isn't untapping. Something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's so yeah, and some kind of like improvised deck, like inspiring statuary deck, where you're playing like the, you know, there's there's a bunch of three mana mana rocks in standard at the moment yeah. that will give you a little bit more mana to work with. That it's could true. be a thing, or like obviously it doesn't work with creature mana to works very well because you're going to yeah. kill all your own. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> seem like a good plan. Um, we're also in a place where uh, rats in general, even the five mana rats that we have, which some like fumigate's very good, um, are just not good. In this standard, yeah. because of vehicles and because of indestructible creatures. Yeah, so like the one that's seeing play, kind of fringe play. Well, Fumigate sees a little bit of play in like Mardu sideboards or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then Descend Upon the Sinful is getting played in our much beloved Bat Marble deck, which yes. we talk about constantly, <laughs> yeah. even though it's not very good. Yeah. Well, Descend Upon the Upon the Sinful is definitely better than uh, than Fumigate in general. I think because of the indestructible creatures that exist in standard yeah but uh, it's also more expensive so yeah but yeah, yeah when you're playing zero mana for either that doesn't really matter though that's true <laughs> true, so, true. Um, <laughs> yeah so it's interesting what, what about this this is the little brew idea I got what about okay. you put this in a deck with midnight oil so you're oh. drawing extra cards every turn and then you mm-hmm. go to discard your hand at the end of turn anyway so you don't care that you can't cast instance on your opponent's turn Sure. You're playing all aftermath cards, so you discard them and then you get value. Okay. Mm. I don't know, you're probably on the spot here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sure, yeah. So or, you, or you just play this in a deck where you have uh, gods and... Yeah, that yeah. seems quite good. And your gods are indestructible, so you just you, you have like, well, I don't know about Bantu, because Bantu probably wants a lot of creatures on the board. Um, but this does kill creatures, which activates Bantu. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Kefnet seems like the most appropriate cre- or god for this to be in a deck with. Kefnet seems very good, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Ketra is a bit of a non-bow as well. Exactly, yeah. 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 Uh, Ronus as well. Yeah. Uh, Hazoret's uh, decent. Maybe. 
Uh, yeah, I, think yeah. I suppose like if you're, if you're talking about yourself, you're going to be accumulating cards in your hand. Which, I that's yeah, which is good for Kefnet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's because you can't play a card next turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. Um, yeah, yeah anyway. bouncing a land back to your hand and having your other lands not on top seems like bad though. <laughs> seems so good. <laughs> good. <laughs> so don't do that. No. Uh, can you tell me what the what the flavor text is oh, on yes. Bantu's Last Reckoning? So it's, it shows uh, Bantu kind of going crazy and zombies flying everywhere, mummies flying everywhere. Sorry. Yeah, so it's uh, to, the, to the last, Bantu wanted only to be the first among the god Pharaoh's subjects. Mm. So, yeah. so, so I think some people were speculating that, that the flavor text combined with the picture means that... Um, and like combined with all the other clues, well, what's clues the picture that we've described for oh, the, yes. the picture is um, Bantu just kind of going crazy. Okay. Or, yeah. or shouting, screaming. Yeah. Mm. And uh, zombie bodies flying everywhere. Yeah, there's a zombie body on the end of his spear. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's well, maybe it's really a on the end of her spear yeah, or it's just. Spear. Yeah. So he's having a tantrum because he feels betrayed by Bolas? She. Yes. She. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's somewhere we're trying to, like, or is it, it's either that or she's being destroyed. Yeah. And, like, kind of fighting her last fight. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think the favorite text is kind of ambiguous as well since the, the gods are, like, Oh, essentially brainwashed by by um, our god Pharaoh. So I think, yeah, it's it's. I think it's, it it is hard to say kind of you know, what 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 side this card is in, where where kind of sits in the in the scale of the story. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, but but anyway, some some people think that um, not just that Bantu is being destroyed, but that the plane is being destroyed, and that they're going to destroy Amaket. Yeah, Actually, I haven't done in a while. Yeah, it would be good. Actually, yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah. When, when is the last time we saw a plane be destroyed? Uh, kind of Mirrodin, I suppose. It's not really destroyed. It became New Phyrexia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before that, I I think there has been a plane destroyed before. Like some of the, like oh, there definitely have. Uh, I'm not sure if I can remember them though. But yeah, okay. There was like a plane. Was it Wrath? Was Wrath destroyed? At some point. Original Phyrexia was original. I can't remember, yeah. but uh, there's some of the planes that were overlaid onto Dominaria definitely were destroyed. Oh, at some sure, point, yeah. I think. Right. Yeah. Um, and so we we were also speculating that this could be a, a cycle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this is interesting. So, sort of like the, it's sort of like a cycle of like the pacts. Yeah. So each yeah, god exactly. is going to have one. They're they're going to have like a downside, and they're going to. Well, do we're, we were thinking that the downsides would just all be. Last La- yeah. I think it'd be more interesting if like that different downsides. Yeah, like so if, Ke- good, yeah. if Kefnitz was like, you know, draw three and then at end of turn you have to discard your hand or something like that. Well, that sounds more red. Mm, yeah. yeah, I guess. Or like, I don't know. Yeah, and the, or you know, Oketras is like pump your creatures and then mm-hmm. you have to destroy, sacrifice them all at end of turn, something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. Yeah, I think that, that, I think that, that sounds, could be sweet. Yeah, yeah. That you think we call the catcher's last stand? Right. Yeah, it's so, our last something. Yeah, so a catcher's last stand. What, what's the uh, Kefnet's last thought? Yeah. Um, Hazaret's. Bantu's uh, last. What was, what was Reckon, it? Reckoning. 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 Hazaret's last chance? I think. Yeah, to be, I, I feel so he's can... zealous, right? That's his last, yeah. his yeah. last prayer, maybe, or something like that, or yeah. his last uh, commitment, uh, or, you know, I don't know. I don't know. And then, Ron, what do we come up with Ronus? Ronus is the last lift or something. <laughs> last lift. <laughs> Dead lift. It's the last set. Yeah. Yeah. Last set. Yeah. Last set. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're last fight. Or, or last fight. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Last time would also probably make sense for him. Uh, so. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. 
Yeah, it'll be, it'll be cool to see. I think, I, I think it's safe to assume this will be a cycle. It seems so, it okay. seems like a very obvious opportunity to have a cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. Because, and then it's like, hang on, so this, 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 the effect it's had also turns one to one, if you say, like we mentioned, it turns... Oh, yeah, yeah turns that each, each thing would turn the god on. Yeah. Oh, okay, that, so yeah, Kefna, draw a bunch draw of cards. cards yeah. Oh, Akatra, like, make tokens then? Uh, yeah, so Akatra yeah. was like, yeah, we were thinking make 411 tokens and then... Yeah, at the end of turn, sacrifice or no? No, just make four one tokens and lands you control on top. I'm, yeah, we 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 were thinking it's to be lands on top. I mean, that would be insane. yeah. We were thinking lands on top yeah. for all of them. If that was under cost, that would be bananas. Yeah, yeah. So because like, maybe it'd just be four, make four one tokens, lands you control on top. Yeah, that would. And then be great. We, what we were thinking of for Hazaret was uh, discard your hand, <laughs> deal that much damage plus two. Yeah. To the opponent, like Tahiri's okay. Wrath. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then for Ronus, it was like creatures you control get plus two, an overrun effect. Overrun right, effect, right, yeah. 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 yeah, But cheap. Yeah. But then we were thinking, has the Hazaret one and the Ronus one just end the game, so they don't actually have a drawback if Lanzi controls on top. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah they just wait to play them much better. Yeah. Anyway, we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see. Probably for a while before uh, before we yeah. find out what those are. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So shall we move on to the? I'm excited to see them. Big Daddy Bolas. Um, yeah, the the headliner for the set. Oh, Nicol Bolas, God Pharaoh. This card's so sweet. Yeah, I'm so happy. Very, back. very sweet. Uh, so it's four and Grixis. Uh, so four, blue, black, red. Yeah, um, he's, and got, he has, he's gotten a bit easier to cast in his old yeah, age. Slightly. <laughs> yeah. um, and he has four abilities. And he comes in with seven loyalty. And his plus two is to exile... Or your opponent exiles cards from the top of his or her library uh, until they hit an online card, and then you can cast it for free. Uh, his, he has until a his turn, or nope, you, just straight away okay, until yeah. you. And, oh yeah, it, it does say until end of turn. Okay, yes, cool. until end of turn. Uh, eight plus one. Each opponent exiles two cards from his or her hand. Oh my god! So seven mana. Um, what's that? What's that card called? Mind rot. Seven mana mind rot. Yeah. <laughs> Exile. Yeah, like yeah. like Karn. Yeah. 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 Uh, minus four, he deals seven damage to uh, opponent or a creature, and then minus twelve, exile each non-land permanent your opponent controls. I love so this card. One-sided wrath. Yeah. It's so sweet. It's I exactly know, yeah. what a nickel ballless card should be. It's big. It's splashy. Like does all the Grixis stuff. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It's awesome. laughs> so sweet. <laughs> yeah, it is very cool. Um, bit disappointed that it doesn't in any way synergize particularly well with the uh, dark intimations. Yeah, I mean, you can do the minus twice is where you all be, I'll be fucked. You can yeah. do the minus twice, and if you do the plus one, it gives you a, a, you're a turn closer to to using That's a ultimate, true. right? Yeah, you go from eight to ten to twelve. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think actually, I, I, so I think, think that is actually like a decent, yeah. decent thing. It doesn't synergize in terms of the actual card. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it is sort of like I am just like, oh, do I actually want? Dark Intimations in this bolus deck. It seems mm-hmm. like I'm going to have to be doing a lot of, a lot of work to get to play this guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Dark Intimations will. I'm not sure if I'll have the time to play that card. But, yeah, well, uh, if people are playing Thraven Inspectors, then yeah, exactly. You can't be really, really be playing Dark <laughs> Intimations. No. Um, yeah, which is a card that they. Oh no, they that was that was still going to be in standard, right? Yeah. Before the rotation thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Well, they never. Well, they just never thought that card would be good in the yeah, first place. Yeah, though. That's not. hilarious. That it's such a powerhouse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Thraven Inspector versus Nicol Bolas will be next week's magic story. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best one drop in the game. Like. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It's great. Like I just, I just think it's great. It's, it's kind of hard to tell whether it'll be playable or not. Obviously, yeah. it seems pretty sweet to hit this off Marvel if exactly. Marvel is still in the format when this yeah. comes out. Yeah, splash back. Be fine. Like it doesn't affect the board in the same way that like Ulamog does. Mm-hmm. But like just turn four playing Nicol Bolas exile yeah. two guards from your opponent's hand yeah it does seem yeah, you're sitting there with, yeah, with eight, with eight loyalty planeswalker yeah, yeah it seems insanely good yeah minus or minus four uh, yeah I, I, I like it very much and I think it's like the first thing to say it doesn't really protect itself in the way apart from its minus as well as kills creature but like uh, it kills like anything it kills anything it's true it's true uh, but like if you, if you plus it Obviously, if you close it and hit a, and hit a creature from your oh, opponent's yeah. uh, library, that's like so good because that is it protecting itself and digging up. Yeah, which is which is bonkers. No, so we're talking speculating. Like, so let's say if there's a Grixis control deck, if you uh, let's say you you, you have your all your open man up, you passes your opponent in their upkeep, you commit one of their big threats mm-hmm. that goes under their card. Oh yeah, then they draw it next turn. You play a gold bonus and then get their big threat under your control. Mm-hmm. That's pretty sweet. Yes, and then. If the game's going to time, you have memory and made the game go on for the half hour. <laughs> get, a draw, get into that draw bracket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this card's so cool. His ultimate is obviously pretty sweet, but yeah. I'm also like, if I just have this dude ticking up every turn, I kind of. Yeah, I don't like, see yeah. how you can ever be in a situation where you really need to use the ultimate. Yeah, I don't think they have many permanents anyway if, um, yeah, that's it. if I'm <laughs> keeping this guy around. <laughs> right. really. Yeah, God. The, the only thing that I can think of that like survives the minus four. Well, I can think of a few things. I can think of Ulamog. Yeah. <laughs> all the gods. Well, all the gods. Yeah, Ulamog and all the gods, but hopefully you can also deactivate the, go- the gods in some other way. Like, you can, yeah, you can plus yeah. one to take them off the yeah. Kefnet. Yeah. Um, you can kill some of the stuff to take them off Ronus. Um, the only, the only like, reasonable creature in standard that people actually cla- cast that I can k- think of that doesn't die to the minus four is uh, Virgil's Gearhulk, but that's only with all the counters sure. in itself. Yeah, yeah. bristling Hydro too. Because oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But anyway, it's good that there are counters to that because if that ability just kills everything that yeah. you care about in standard, then it's just too good yeah. probably. That's true. Um, I mean, it costs seven mana. I feel like. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, and it's you seven know. hard mana as well to cast, you know, seven tricolor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a... Uh, yeah, well, like a, I think, like I said this before, I think this is just going to be in an oath of Nick, oath of Nissa green ramp deck. Mm. Like, and you're just not going to care about the mana cost. Mm-hmm. You're going to have like, you're going to have sir, like mana dorks that tap for every color, and you're going to have oath of Nissa. Yes, yeah, it seems pretty good. What, what about if it's a base green white deck and we play de- deploy the gate watch? Oh, oh baby, well, this deploy is the, the gate watch. You get this and Chandra flame caller on the same turn, and you play all the Gideons. <laughs> Oh, yeah, every single because you need you need that Gideon yeah. emblem, emblem <laughs> synergy. <laughs> yeah, you don't like Gideon emblems at the same time. Don't like losing the game. No. Um, yeah, I, I I feel a little bit disappointed by this to be honest. Really? Yeah, it doesn't seem that exciting to me. I feel I I feel like. Do we get more excited about the one, the fake one we talked about? Yeah, but I mean, I mean that they have to, of course. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's it's not very fair, Wizards, that our expectations are being set so high by cards we're making up, uh, yeah. or whatever people are making up. No, I think this is, like, for seven mana, I think you get a lot out of this, and for it to be any more insane, it would just have to be, like, unplayably costed. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, this is so much better than, like... Like a lot of the six mana walkers mm-hmm. at the moment, you know, it's it's better than Sar and it's better than a Johnny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, I just I just don't think it's like it's not better than the original Nickel Balls. Mm, no, it's not. Again, that was harder to cast. <laughs> By one mana. Yeah. 
I mean, it's really hard to get, like... Like, mana wasn't as good back then, either. True, you know? true, yeah. It was like... Yeah, I don't know. I think, uh... I think this could see more play than the original Nicobolas, to be honest. Probably, yeah. 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 Seven Mana Planes Orc is a tall order, though. It is. Yeah, Not it for casting for free, I suppose. Uh, Grixis, yeah. Grixis Mana will have to get a lot better before this is a thing oh, as yeah, well. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, I assume we're getting the other five. Cycle on, maybe. Hopefully yeah, so, I guess. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, this, this guy, if you're casting him in a fair deck that doesn't have any Dorks Marvel in it, I suppose you, you want like a Grixis like, top-out control deck. Which is pretty different from the torrential gear hook control decks that we have in standard at the moment. I'm not sure. I think you can just run it in, uh, in just in sort of a, an instant speed deck. Do you think so? Yeah. Why do you Why do you think you want to top out? Um. Well, just because if you want to run dark animations. The, well, I think you just don't want well. that card. Probably. Yeah, probably I think it's, that card's probably just not good enough. No. no I really want it to be. Yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, I I think it's just because. Um, I'm not sure why I think that. I mean, like, you what you do need to protect the Nickel Bolas when you top out and play it on turn whatever. Yeah. Turn 7 or 8 or whatever. So you probably do need creatures then to, to defend it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, you probably play, like, Kalatas in this deck, at least. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was thinking. Right. Yeah. yeah. And good ribbons, like we say, yeah, good ribbons could be... Yeah. I think between, yeah. between ribbons... Uh, like, you know, between ribbons and the minus on Nickel Bolas, I guess that's just... Enough damage itself. Mm-hmm. Well, like, yeah. but like, you tap out to play Nickel Bolas, you're not going to be able to cast Cut. Oh yeah, not you know future. what I mean. I'm no, saying, you, I'm yeah, saying yeah. you need stuff on the board for him to, to protect survive him, to protect him in the first place. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like you need to untap with the card after you cast it mm-hmm. to win the game. Mm-hmm. Same with like Jace the Mind Sculptor. You know, that's why like Squadron Hawk was pretty good in that deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for one thing, it, they killed, they died to Squadron Hawk a lot of the time, but yeah. also because it just gave you cheap bodies to protect you, Jace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think if you're planning to win the game with a single planeswalker, you do need to be able to keep them alive for a turn. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. There's a, there there are creatures that could do that. What about like, uh, what other Grixis cards could we play? We could play like. No, I don't know. I'm gonna have to brew this. I'll, I'll come yeah, back. We, we can we, talk about this again. Kalatas yeah, is, is a shoot. Yeah, yes. that's yeah, definitely too. Yeah. 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 Um. But anyway, hopefully this makes a deck. I'd be excited yeah, to agree. see that. Uh, okay, do you want to talk about Magic Online? Yeah, I love yes. talking about Magic Online. Okay. Boom. It's my favourite thing. <laughs> Go for it. Happy birthday. Because uh, I, I don't know this news. You know this news. Oh yeah, okay. So this was this was just announced very recently as well. We just have some, uh, some announcements. So we have Magic Online's 15th anniversary. So they've... It's amazing that Magic Online has been out for 15 years. To mm. be honest, I was very surprised by that. But so to celebrate it, they're doing what they're calling Battle of the Plains, which is a sealed league where you can choose one of five planes and mm. you will get boosters set on that plane to make a sealed deck with and, uh, and you run a league. So the, the five uh, planes are Dominaria, Innistrad, Mirrodin, Ravnica and Zendikar. Mm. So on Dominaria, we have uh, boosters of Onslaught, Legions, Scourge. And then Time Spiral, Planar Chaos, and Future Sight. Mm-hmm. Innistrad, we just have both Innistrad sets, Original yeah. and Shadows. Mirrodin, we have Mirrodin, and then the uh, Scars set, mm-hmm. New Phyrexia. Uh, Ravnica, we have Ravnica Return to Ravnica. And then Zendikar, we have Original Zendikar and Battle for Zendikar. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a Phantom League. So people, basically, they don't want people to just pick whatever one has the most money cards in it. They just want people <laughs> to pick whatever their favorite plane is. Yeah. Uh, and it's pretty cheap to enter. It's, it, it'll probably be pretty fun, I think. 
uh, like looking at those initially, I think like probably Innistrad is the most powerful because mm. I think like the two Innistrad set mechanics work the best with each other. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Um, like well, Zander, you could potentially get some really broken stuff out of Meriden. Yeah, like original Meriden is is very good, and Meriden Besieged the, was was a very good mm-hmm. was a powerful set as well. There was there was a lot of powerful stuff, but I'm not sure if they work as well. Obviously, they work well together, but like also the fact that like um, Shadows is a much newer set, and those sets just tend to have a much higher power level yeah. of like commons and just more playables and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That kind of leads me to thinking that it, it will just sort of generally be the most powerful. True. Yeah. I, th- I think yeah. the Zendikar one is the weakest because like so the boosters are kind of strange for Zendikar because you get one Zendikar, one World Wake, two Rise of the Eldrazi. One battle for Zendikar and one Oath of the Gatewatch. That's weird. So it's a really weird distri- distribution. So the way it worked was um, the the two drafts in the original Zendikar format were Zendikar, Zendikar, Worldwake, and then Triple Rise of the Eldrazi. So obviously that's why they've gone with two Rise of the Eldrazi. Okay. But Rise of the Eldrazi is like because it was a triple set. It's like the the decks in it were like very much. Like, there was, like, the level-up deck, and there was, like, the defender deck, and then there was the big ramp deck. But, like, I don't see you being able to really get much value out of any of the, the superstar cards in those decks when you're just mixing them in with four boosters yeah, of other yeah, sets. Yeah. Whereas, like, and like Zendikar, triple Zendikar especially, but then Zendikar, Zendikar, Worldwake was, like, a super aggro set um, that, like, Rise of the Eldrazi boosters don't support at all. And... Battle for Zendikar was just so parasitic mm. that, like, I feel like the cards in that booster are, are going to be pretty useless. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. you know, your Mist Intruder and stuff like that is just going to be completely <laughs> worthless. Yeah, got it. Uh, and then Oath, I guess, just sort of has more decent normal playables in it. But, I don't know, it just seems like it's going to be really hard to put a cohesive deck together from that block. It'd be fine. Just open Ayavug and Eldrazi Temple and Thalon's here. You'd be okay. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And you can get original Emrakul. Somehow get to 15 mana. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you get all the Titans. No, you couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Because I think the original three were only in... The Titans were in M11. Uh, oh, sorry. The, the, the Eldrazi Titans. The, the, the Eldrazi Titans. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, they were all in... All three of them were in Rise of the Eldrazi. Yeah, so you can get, yeah, yeah. get Cosmic in one, Emrakul another, and a new log. In. Oh yeah, they get really good the great distortion. Our favorite card. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. best card. Uh, possible playable and standard. Who knows? I put it in my deck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always try it. I like to draw seven cards. Yeah. Um, and then Dominaria, I think, is probably going to be the weakest because I think just like uh, onslaught probably just has the, like that block probably has so many less playables compared to modern yeah. sets in it that mm-hmm. the power level will just and like even. Time Spiral is kind of a few years before, you know, Zendikar. Yeah, just loads of weird cards as well. Loads of weird cards. So I think it's going to be really just like underpowered and awkward probably, but I've never actually drafted that set, so I don't know. Maybe they have insane commons, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. in, in that set, I'm not sure. But anyway, that, uh, that, that'll be fun. So it's just running it's a, for a week on Magic Online. Okay, cool. Um, do you know what the prizes are like if it's Phantom? Uh, yep, yeah, so it's three matches, uh, 10 tickets or 10 or 100 play points. And for it's just play point prizes. So for three okay. wins you get 150, for two you get 100, and for one win you get 40, and for zero you get 10. So if you go two one, you get your entry back basically. Okay, that's good. Yeah, nice. So it's it's fine. Yeah, yeah you it's nice a, that they're having a little celebration for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. To commemorate it. Yeah, it's cool. And then uh, they're having a week 
starting June 21st, where everyone who gets prizes in a league will also get an additional treasure chest in addition to the normal prizes. So, uh, sorry, for, so for draft leagues, you get an extra booster. For constructed leagues, you get an extra treasure chest. Um, which is just kind of like a nice thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be honest, they could probably make that permanent because people have been complaining for quite a while about the prize support not really being there for leagues anymore. Mm. Like it's maybe they will just make it permanent. They just forget to switch it back up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happened in Hearthstone. That happened. With it wasn't it? I think it was. They started giving out free free boosters for um, uh, the Tavern Brawls for like a short amount of time. Okay, and then they just left it there. Oh yeah, and yeah. it just became permanent. Yeah, so yeah. Up. which is great. That's the only reason I ever do Tavern Brawls. Yeah. So. <laughs> And some of them are fun, I just wouldn't bother yeah. otherwise. Some, you know? yeah, yeah. Some, some of them are less fun. Yeah, uh, and then speaking of Tavern Brawl, Vintage League, Vintage oh. Cube is coming back as well. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty much as crazy as Tavern Brawl is. So it's coming back for uh, for a couple of weeks, basically from June 21st until Hour of Devastation comes out. Mm. So that's cool, and they have some changes. They've put some sweet new Amoncat cards in. Uh, not, not really too many changes, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's always good I love doing yeah. Vintage Cube on Magical Alliance so I'll jam that a few times cool and I'll put a link in the show notes to the the, the change list yeah the change list yeah. Yeah. cool for people who are interested in the, the Vintage Cube it's not too exciting although Isaac Cron Scepter is gone which I'm very sad about so sad because yes. I did have one draft where I put Ancestral Recall on a Scepter Sounds uh, pretty good. Yeah, I think I decked myself and lost. <laughs> it was fun. We had like, a great time getting there. Oh, yeah. I just like drawing cards so much. Yeah, actually, just I know we're go- I know we're gonna go into a long term report, but my best vintage cube cube play ever. I just want to go into. Okay. Uh, this is I played uh, a cube match with Eamon Sharpson. We were just sitting in his house, we were on his laptop, and yeah. we were just kind of like playing together or whatever. So uh, we had ancestral recall in our deck, and we had a mystical tutor in our hand, and we had a tundra. Or sorry, we had a basic island and a fetch land in play. So end of our opponent's turn, we cast Mystical Tutor, put Ancestral Recall on, the, on top of our deck. I look away briefly from the laptop screen to pick up my cup of tea. I look back. Eamon Sharpson is clicking on the fetch land to sacrifice it. Oh no, the time goes into slow motion. I'm like, no! Couldn't get there in time. Eamon shuffles our library after we just put Ancestral on top of our deck. Tundra. Yeah, fetch the tundra. We it need to get back to it. Didn't even matter. Didn't need to do it at the end step because it comes in on top anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a disaster. Okay, we're like okay, so we just kind of sit there in silence for a minute. This is the, one of the worst moments of both of our lives, I think. Just like shuff, intentionally shuffling what you know to be the best card in Magic history into your deck is is gonna be one of the worst plays of all time. But then. We go top for the turn. We go to our draw step. We just draw Ancestral Recall off the top. Oh my god. <laughs> so lucky. Jesus Christ. Really yeah, beautiful. and I think like the tilt factor for the opponent when we just cast Ancestral Recall in our main phase then probably gave us enough value that it was it Wait, was do you reveal it. from Mystical Tutor? Yeah, because you have to get an instant. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. So we revealed Ancestral, put it on top of our deck, shuffled our deck, and then just cast Ancestral Recall. It was like a magic trick for our opponent. He must have thought we were hacking the game. You're just sending a message. Yeah. Anyway, that was... Uh, that maybe was, just... No, because it's a cube. I was going to say maybe you thought you had more than one. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was my favorite play that has ever happened on Magic Online. Yeah, so good. It. It better to be lucky than good, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so just the, there is one more bit of news on Magic Online, uh, which is that uh, Error Devastation is going to follow the same thing as Amonkhet. Yeah, which was uh, which is that it's going to be out directly after the pre-releases. Yeah, which is very just great. <clears throat> so it just gives uh, people loads of extra time for for testing. Yeah. Um, 
coming up to the Pro Tour and stuff like that. Or if you just, you know, you're not on the Pro Tour, you can just play more. Yeah, it's, you can just play. It's good. Uh, you yeah. can get your drafts in earlier, which is cool. And, like, I think this is actually, like, an important thing about this is it is really helpful for just, like, the people who are qualified for the Pro Tour from an RPTQ and aren't mm-hmm. on a team. Mm-hmm. Because normally they would have access to, like, no di- no testing data. Mm-hmm. And this just lets them see all the 5-0 league data on Magic Online and also, like, get to play test a lot themselves, get to jam leagues and, and get more preparation in against the field mm-hmm. uh, before the Pro Tour. Yeah. So I actually think that's really good in that it, it it's easier for people who've just gotten on the train to like do a little bit better at the PT. Yeah, yeah. Um, because like if you're if you're in that situation, as you said, where you've won an RPTQ and you're qualified, but you don't have a regular testing team you have to do your best to kind of corral the people in your area yeah, probably to it, do yeah. fan run like proxy, you know, proxy yeah. yeah or proxy stuff or even just like get like keep your pre-release packs right yeah, like yeah, separate yeah. into packs and draft them over and over again yeah. Yeah. like really awkward stuff so it's much much easier to just get those drafts in on Magic Online and Definitely. get some experience in the format yeah um, and it's great to see that they're continuing this uh, since since uh, Amonkhet yeah um, and then the last bit of news that I have here is about the um, much-anticipated Vanilla Mythic. Ooh. So a, a Mythic card, which is a vanilla, and if people don't know what a vanilla is, I'm sure most people do, but a vanilla creature is a creature with no no text, no ability text. Yeah. Um, possibly it could have a, a keyword, but because I think most of the time they consider key, creatures with just a keyword to be vanilla... I think, uh, I think French, people French call it vanilla. French vanilla. Yeah, yeah. French vanilla. <laughs> but I think just from, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like listening from listening to um, Mark Rosewater's podcast, Drive to Work, uh, he says that most of the time they consider French vanillas to basically be vanillas. Right, okay. Yeah, so um, it could be that. Yeah, okay. that does make it more interesting, Yeah, I guess. Uh, I still have no idea what it could be. Yeah, so this is something that was like, Slightly teased, I think, by Mark Rosewater on, on his Tumblr about like a year ago, yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. And people kept, keep kept, like it really sparked people's imagination. Yeah. They kept asking about it, and he just recently revealed the other day that it's it's slated to be released this year. Okay, so we're looking at e- in either Era of Devastation or in Ixalan. And we know that it's not in Commander, do we? No, we don't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it could be in Commander. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say it's more likely to be in a normal set, though. So would I, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. so a vanilla creature, no matter how big, isn't that interesting in Commander. No, not really. So, yeah. Yeah. so any thoughts on on what it could be? It's going to be a zero hundred for five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say green, 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 green. Yeah, and it'll be an artifact. <laughs> It'll be uh, just to make it easier to kill. Okay. Know. Will I have defender? Uh, no. It's great. <laughs> so attack like crack yeah. hatching. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Give it. Yeah. Then you giant growth it and twisted image it. Yeah. 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 Sort of. Um. So I think that it will have to be something weird like that. Yeah. I don't think it's just going to be a square stat creature that is just really efficient for its cost because that's yeah. the most boring way to do an element. No, and that's not it's, really... It's not really, going to be like a 5-5 five, five for green-green. No, and that's really not Mark Rosewater style. No, yeah, not sure. at all. Yeah, yeah. so it's definitely going to be something weird like that. Or maybe it's going to be like, I don't know, 5 mana for a 20-0. Ooh. And you just you have to have a pump effect to play it. You need an, an anthem, yeah, yeah, that would be cool, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you can fling it. 
Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. See, that's why you have to be kind of careful with it because it because combo potential. Yeah, I suppose. Got it. I want something that's like I don't know, like a, a ten mana twenty twenty. I think I think it's the kind of card that like some uh, players like really like they don't know they they talk about the different yeah, design yeah. and they think of all the different players like so mm-hmm. to me, um, no matter how even if the card is as bad, yeah, they'll still love the idea of it. Yeah, like, oh, a card that actually kills a person if it hits once. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's off. definitely. A I mean, card. I think that would be like probably. Like yeah, like for if like it's animator decks, them. Oh yeah, you know, so you got to consider yeah, that. I don't true, think that yeah. would even really be no, that wouldn't for be. Yeah, yeah, I think it's have an ability. You have so, a choice. Yeah, yeah for something like um, Grizzle Brand or something like that, or even Emrakul or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I mean in standard, obviously. Oh, in standard. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't even think there. There's not really animator cards in standard. Oh, there's Liliana. Yeah, Liliana. Yeah, yeah. Um. So hopefully that's an interesting card. Yeah, yeah. Four mana seven seven. To be great, your land so on top. Overload two. Yeah. What if it's like a hundred mana one one, and you can just kill people off it with Sauron Grim Nemesis? <laughs> oh wow, that'd be great. <laughs> or what you, uh, you do when it's in your hand? Or what if you, you discard uh, it? You discard it to Nehiri's Wrath. Does that work? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you can't target <laughs> players. Uh, you can get it off Red Cure Hook. Oh my play. god! Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be it. No, but I didn't Cat- think about that. Yeah. Cast it off either. It could be like a big and a small, small pair. Yeah, I feel like every, every, I think maybe that would be a Mark Rose sort of thing to do because everyone's yeah. thinking of of big sats are going to get like whatever we were thinking. But yeah. yeah, going going stupidly big on the mana costs. Uh, what if it's like Jace loses his spark and then he's just like a two mana legendary one one with no text. <laughs> That would be sweet. He has to be an O2, right? Oh, no. Well, he was an O2 when he was young. Okay. So maybe he's a 1-2. Now he's a 1-2. Yeah, yeah. The Travis Spectre. When he had his battle, he was worse than Travis Spectre, yeah. That would be He did investigate. That's true. So maybe. Bring back... Oh, no. Wait. No, it's not vanilla. Yeah, Yeah, so I think that... One thing that's interesting to me about this is that my mind immediately goes to green creatures. Yeah, because yeah. if you're going to think overstatted for its cost, that brings you to green because green has big creatures. Yeah, yeah. but if you're thinking understated for its yeah, cost, yeah, understated for cost, then we're going straight to blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah so exciting, exciting to hear about that one. Uh, so that's that's it for news, I think, this week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we go to our tournament report. We will. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. All right, you take the reins, Kira. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to ask the questions here because because uh, I wasn't there and because mm-hmm. I'm interested to find out. So first of all. Deck, deck lists. So you guys both played Marvel. We did. But uh, any spice? Did you guys decide on the same 75? Did you have any differences of opinion between you guys? Uh, oh, we were very close. I think, I think close, yeah. yeah, maybe two or one or two cards, or two or three cards are different. But yeah. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. I think on the main, in terms of spiciness, spice, we had uh, three, yeah, three negates in the main. Yeah. It no sensor. Uh, we reckon people are going to be playing rain sensor anyway, which they did. And yeah. It was great. Yeah, people did. waited until... Uh, Turn five to play the Marvel and he was like, ah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's great. That was good. Um, so you guys were playing Servant of the Conduits. No, we weren't. No, we were we were playing the uh, ah, okay. the the the, um, the, 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 the control version. But, yeah, yeah. So you guys were playing slow. So so because usually it was between sensor or servant, but you guys yes. pitched both for extra negates. Yes, basically. yes, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, that's cool. and, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, double chandra the main go with that. Did Did you end up putting the magma spray in your main? I uh, no, I I don't. That's that's the thing we we disagreed on. Yeah. Okay, so I, yeah, I didn't decide. last yeah. minute I got really scared of aggro decks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the night before. Right, okay, yeah, and uh, I switched one glimmer of genius for one magma spray. I think that's fair enough, especially when you guys don't have any buys. Yeah, because I think in the first couple of rounds you're more likely to just face kind of random yeah, more everything. aggressive decks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so yeah, I think that even if like if you if you were like told you were going to go straight to the top eight, that wouldn't be your deck list. I mm-hmm. think that's yeah. very reasonable. Mm-hmm. Cool, 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 yeah. For, yeah. For and I think we had a couple of differences in terms of lands as well. I had two Lumbering Falls, you had only one. I had one. It totally different. came up once as well. Did it? Okay. I, yeah. I double-blocked a girl who couldn't do anything about it. Wow. With okay. two, yeah. Lumbering, two Falls. Lumbering Falls. Yeah. Jesus. And then, so Shrine of the Forsaken Gods, where did you guys fall on that card? Oh, we, we, you'd be disappointed if you both had two. Yeah, no, no, Two in the main? You don't like this, yeah. 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 Actually, yeah, it, it was so me. helpful, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it was good? Okay. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. really good. Yeah. I guess, like, because... Um, well, I don't know, because you guys don't have servants either, so it's harder to cast spells, right? But, uh, yeah, if it worked out, it worked out. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but we didn't, we didn't need two, so... That's a spoiler alert. We yeah, didn't need two. Yeah. Well, I don't know, yeah, it, was, it, it seemed like... I mean, I, I feel like you're, you're because because you're of your your tunes, um, that you're like you very very random amount of like I, I very very random amount of that's true. Problem, that's yeah. true anyway, yeah. so I felt like I could take a hit. Yeah, my problems were usually not enough lands, rather than not the right colors. Yeah, yeah. My and colors how many? Were almost how many did you guys play? Twenty two or twenty three land? Twenty three. Well, twenty three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, I, I can see that for sure. So basically, the, the shrine was the twenty third land. Yeah, yeah. So we went over the extra yeah. shrine. And like you guys are playing this slower version, which means that like you're playing the gates, you're more likely to go long in the mirror match, which yeah. means you're gonna have a bit of extra health casting Ulamog. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So that totally makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so how was the trip over, and how was the Friday before the tournament with the trials and stuff? If you guys played any of those. Uh, yeah, so we took a plane over uh, to ah. Amsterdam, as we already said. <laughs> uh, was a fine Ryanair yeah. standard flight. Uh, Shout out. Ryanair, yes. if you guys want to sponsor us, just for <laughs> yeah. We're going to GP trips. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for any American listeners who don't know, Ryanair is a low fares airline in Europe. They've oh. actually just expanded to American flights. Oh, so really? Oh, really? Okay. So, yeah. cool. Again, sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. Ryanair, all oh, the advertising. Yeah. Low fares, ladies. <laughs> okay, so back to, back to the trip. Yeah, so we got into Amsterdam on, uh, on Thursday. Thursday, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we wandered around the city a little bit, went for some food and stuff, um, put our deck list together, and then Friday morning we got to the, to the venue and we signed up for a um, early bird, last chance Grand Prix trial. Yeah, <laughs> yes. and uh, just just for a bit of context, this was both of your guys' first GP. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So just so people know that, so this will also just serve if you've never been to a GP and you're considering it. This will be sort of an approximation of, of you oh, know what what the experience. Yeah, is what the experience yeah, is like, yeah. surprising stuff. What you know, what to expect. What you might yeah. in your to bring along with you or whatever so yeah, yeah. So, uh, and also just at this at this juncture I would like to say that it was it was a really good experience yeah, anybody yeah, who has never been yeah. to GP before definitely consider going to it if there's anyone that's if there's one that's in any way near you that you can reasonably get to without spending too much money uh, definitely do it because it's a great great experience so much fun cool um, yeah so we, we played the, the first GPT on the month on the Friday uh, which was a single limb five rounds for and the 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 last person or the if you if you win it you yeah. get you get two buys in the tournament yeah. and uh, spoiler alert neither of us won no. it <laughs> but yeah. I, I got slightly further than Al yes yeah, so I I lost the first round yeah. and then I joined the second one yeah mm-hmm. uh, and I, I I then I 
one one round of that, but then they got knocked out the second round of the second one. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Single limb is tough. It's kind yeah. of like it has to be the way they do it, basically. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah really, yeah. for this particular thing. Yeah. yeah, and you could just do loads of them. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's really good, but it it is quite expensive. So like side events and and events before the main event do tend to get quite expensive, or they rack up very quickly. So like I would suggest having a sizable amount of disposable cash set yeah. aside beforehand if you want to play as much magic as possible. Like you never want to stop playing. You're yeah. going to need to have some cash put aside for specifically yeah, for the yeah, side events. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, if you just want to bring your commander decks or whatever, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, 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 if you just want to get pick up games, and, and they're totally they they were like very accommodating of that. You could just like at, at any time they would fire like drafts. Obviously, you have to pay for the drafts as well, but yeah. at any time they were firing stuff like that. And it's also a good place to go if you want to get like cheap packs and stuff because most of the vendors were selling the packs yeah, for quite a bit cheaper than you can get them for here in Ireland, for yeah. example. Cool. How, how much is that like two two eighty three? Like depending on the pack, it was between two and three euro. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Uh, wow. So two fifty for most of the packs. Uh, any of the packs from sets with crappy value had were two euro. Excellent. Sets with high value were yeah. three euro. Yeah, it's really good. Okay, um, so uh, so that was that was the Friday. That was a Friday. Yeah, we met up with a few people who arrived in on Friday. Some of the other Irish players and stuff like that. Um, also, for playing in that event, we got a a play mat voucher, so we ended up with two play mats. Which is nice as well if you yeah. want to sell a playmat or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. sweet. It's a really nice glory yeah, bringer. Yes, glory bringer so playmat. It's nice. It's a good one. Uh, yeah, that, I guess that kind of makes up for the GP promo being presented us, which yes, is yeah, uh, you guys really got a bum deal on that yeah, one. Yeah, oh god, it's very poor. Yes. Um, okay, so uh, so at this point you'd registered your decks and you're just making sure you're up in the morning for Saturday, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, so just piece of advice, I guess, would be. Um, I, I brought a playmat from home. Mm-hmm. Don't do that because you get one. Yeah, for yeah. free. So don't <laughs> just don't don't give yourself extra stuff to be carrying. True. And especially if you're traveling light. Um, having I, I came back with a lot more stuff than I left with. Yeah, yeah. that'll um, happen. Yeah. Yeah. So just be careful with that. Um, you have to be there for the players meeting. If you've no buys, you have to be on time, ready to get into your seat. Um, I saw loads of people who were late and were like scribbling their deck list frantically. Having our deck list written out the night beforehand, oh, huge. Yeah. having our sideboard guides written out the night yeah. beforehand was so great for us during during the course of the tournament. Yeah, um, I mean that's really like the bare minimum of preparation you should be doing. I think like you yeah. don't you don't want to be like because like it's you're gonna like your your adrenaline's gonna be going if you're running trying to write your deck list out at the last minute. Like this has happened to me at a PPTQ yeah. and I ended up making a mistake, missing a card. And getting yeah. a game lost yeah. because I had an incorrect deck list. Yeah. So don't do that at a GP. You know, no, no, just yeah. like you, you've already made the effort. You've booked flights. You've taken an yeah. airplane, yeah. Yeah. presumably to get there. Mm-hmm. Just like give yourselves time beforehand. Write yeah. out your deck lists. Do a nice side workout for yourself. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And also get a good night's sleep beforehand. Yes. Yeah, yeah that might be more difficult for some people than others. For me, uh, so I've never been to a big Magic tournament, but I've been to European Street Fighter tournaments. Uh, and for me I've always found it very difficult to sleep the mm-hmm. night before a tournament so yeah. I'm always kind of running on empty going into the yeah. into the first day of the tournament yeah we were, we were up all night uh, arguing uh, over whether or not we put Essen Scatter inside we put it in there we uh, put it, it was, in there it was yeah. pretty good all weekend actually it was great yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was our spice in the sideboard that is a nice bit of spice too, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah it was pretty yeah. good shores up a lot of matchups yeah it does. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the you, you go to the players' meeting. You have to um, you have to sign a waiver. Yeah, I don't know. Some people might not be aware of that you have to sign a waiver, basically just indemnifying wizards. Yeah, and tournament yeah. center, which was the tournament organizer from everything, and yeah. and also um, saying that you agree to appear on coverage if you happen to get a feature match. Yeah, um, so stuff like that. Um, 
and then that was it pretty much. We went into round one. Uh, one thing that was really nice is that we had online pairings. So I, I think really they do cool. this for every GP, but yeah. like uh, it was really, really handy not having to look at the board. You can just look That's up your great. name. You know, yeah. on the website. Yeah. Boards yeah. as well. It yeah. just says your table number and you just go there. Yeah. Because yeah. you do have to be very prompt getting to your table at a GP. Because um, like, I think it's like after three minutes you get a, a game loss and then after 10 minutes you get a match loss. Right. So you yeah. have to be pretty prompt. Yeah. Um, yeah, so do you, do you want to talk about our rounds or? Yeah, I guess we'll yeah. go through it person by person. So I guess mm -hmm. I guess Wolf, do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. So um, we don't we don't have to go through everything, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. You can go through the like a summary of your rounds, and then uh, any anything that sticks out in your mind as like interesting moments or plays or uh, yeah moments from the tournament, uh, like judge calls that happened, anything like that. Sure. Yeah. Um. So we played the full nine rounds. Yeah, yeah, of day one. Um, spoiler alert: none of neither of us made day two. Mm -hmm. uh, I finished a five four. So I, my last round, I was five three going into the last round, and I, and I lost. Uh, yeah, so that was, was my, that was a win, win, win for day, day two. two yeah. yeah, which I know that like going six three into day two isn't great. You're not expecting to do very well. With that. I mean, like, it would still be brilliant for your first GP. Yeah, yeah I would have just been happy to day two to be honest. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I know, like I was talking to other people after the event, like on the on the Sunday during side events and there was a guy who I was talking to who said he, fi he finished 6-3 and then he just dropped yeah a lot of people will do that yeah. side events are more profitable than mm. playing yeah. day 2 at 6-3 and three, but I would like to play yeah. anyway um, so I played a lot of mirror matches there was a lot of marvel <laughs> at this uh, event I think over the course of the entire weekend I played the mirror match 7 times and I won 5 of those times so I was happy enough with that that's, very good. that's an excellent yeah. record yeah. and um, that, that was teamer every time uh, teamer every time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, slightly different variations of teamer, but teamer every time. Yeah, no, these, I didn't play. People, these people aren't listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't play any salt. I didn't play any band. Yeah. Um, and to be clear, you guys were both on teamer as well. Yes, we yeah, were on teamer yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so just my matchups for the first day were uh, round one was against a four color turbo fog deck. Uh, cool. Round two was against blue eye flash. Wait. Can we go back to the four color <laughs> turbo? Do you, do you want to hear about the four color so turbo, is, just, turbo match? Just so many would know, so this is the kind of thing at the GPs. Like a lot of the really prepared and more competitive players, when they go in, will have one or two buys. Yeah. Uh, so they'll get an automatic win for those rounds. Uh, if you don't have any, you kind of got to expect to face a few wild decks in the first couple of rounds of the tournament. Yeah, yeah you are you are in the wild west when it comes to the decks in the first couple of rounds. Mm -hmm. um, so did you get to see this turbo fight deck go off and do its thing, or did you just kind of crush it? Uh, I didn't crush it, but I we played long games, okay. so we actually almost went to time. So, but I, I won two zero in the end. But um, it was very funny because my opponent kind of uh, bamboozled me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he had. He, he so he had his deck box and he had one of those deck boxes that you can like split into two halves. I think it's like an ultra pro oh, yeah. tower thing. So he had like his sideboard sitting in it, and at the back of his sideboard cards was a double face zombie token facing me. Ah, very clever. So I sat down and I looked at it, and I thought to myself, okay, my opponent could be playing zombies, but don't take this as a sign. Yeah. Don't say. Don't keep a hand that's only good against zombies. Yeah. Just because of this, because this could be a person's strategy, and so. Uh, I, I we shuffled up and whatever and I did I kept a hand that had like a harness lightning and a magma spray mm -hmm. but like also the rest of the cards in the hand were reasonable I think it was like three land on a rogue finder yeah well. you would just keep that yeah, you would just keep that anyway so I was like okay I'm happy enough this is good against zombies if he happens to be zombies but it's yeah. also generically good as well and then he played like turn one fortified village tapped or something mm -hmm. I was yeah, like, like okay so what's going far on? from zombies <laughs> what's going on here so over the course of the game he played 
so it was a base green white deck, and the win condition was approaching the second sun. Sure, okay. But he also had blue for uh, torrential gear hook to flash back his haze pollen. Sure, yes, <laughs> very good, yes. Um, and he had thing in the ice at one point, and he also played fever visions. Okay. So game one, I went down to one. Like off fever revisions. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it, no, I don't know. I don't think that was f- completely off fever revisions. So I went down to ten, then five, then three. So that there was some mm. jiggery pokery okay. there. Although there was a gear hulk. Gear hulk right, was right, in me. Yeah. Yeah. Was in me. Um, so <laughs> it's just really funny. Um, so my opponent missed a, a trigger off fever revisions. Okay. At one point, and I call a judge. Um, so really important to call judges in these events when you're not sure if things are going on yeah. uh, if things are going on correctly um, but just in future fear visions is your opponent's responsibility to remember it is it's their trigger they missed yeah. it on your turn or on their turn they missed it on my turn so it would have killed you or done it, it, would it, would, have it wouldn't have killed me yeah. Yeah, it, yeah it would have been significant eventually because I did go down to one yeah. at the, at the cor- over the course of this game but actually my opponent missed it several times okay so yeah, yeah. I, I just stopped I stopped you know, caring about it after the first I time. I mean, yeah, it's like, this is the type of thing that, like, I will point out to people if we're just playing at a yeah. at regular Oriel or whatever. Yeah, but at a GP. At a GP, at a PPTQ, you should feel no responsibility for your opponent's triggers. Yeah. I'd say the only exception is there are some things which you might think are triggers, which are actually not. Like, yeah. for example, Kalatas zombies. Yes. If your opponent is supposed to get a zombie for killing your stuff, yeah. and, uh, and you don't tell them, that's actually... Because it's a replacement effect and not a trigger, that's actually failure to maintain game state, and you'll both. That's get a warning for both people. Yeah. 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 So just be sure about what is a trigger and what is not a trigger. Yeah, and so if you're ever unsure of something, call a judge. If it's a, if it's your opponent's missed trigger, the judge will allow you to decide if the trigger happens. So you can just decide that it doesn't happen, and yeah. that's that is what happened for me. Uh, my opponent, uh, the judge, came over and uh, we explained the situation and the judge said well as we're not too far we were in my yeah. draw step at this point um, sorry we were in my opponent's draw step right. after I was supposed to have drawn the card and taken the damage at the end of my turn and the judge said would you like to put the trigger from fear visions on the stack now and I said no I would not yeah um, and that's totally fine like that's yes. you're not being a dick you're not rules lawyering someone this no. is just the level of magic that you're playing yeah. at yeah. so yeah, yeah. So, and I actually I actually didn't notice it until my opponent went to draw there you go. That that time, yeah. yeah. When they did it later, I did, right, <laughs> yeah. right. and I was like, okay, whatever. You missed your trigger. Uh, my bones also also missed like energy triggers from ether up coming in and stuff like that. So my bone yeah, was yeah. was not a super experienced player. So anyway, um, but yeah, it was it was a very funny match. Uh, my bone was a very nice guy and stuff. Um, there was one bit of uh, one interesting thing and it happened in game two. Where my opponent, um, oh, also the negates really helped me mm, because yeah, my opponent played approach of the second zone. And put the, put it seven cards down, and then I was like, okay, I have some time to like find a marvel and you know Ulmog whatever Ulmog opponent out of the game, and then they untapped the next turn and played approach of the second zone, oh. which I was able to negate. Okay, well, yeah, that's good. important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then in the second game, my opponent boarded in. Um, my opponent boarded in thing in the ice, and he had a thing in the ice on the battlefield, and I had attacked with I think a rogue refiner. And a torrential gear hook, and then it went over to his turn, and he, it had one ice counter left on it, and he played played approach of the second sun, mm. so there was two triggers, and I, there was another judge call, so I called the ju- so my opponent was like, "There's two triggers here," 
and the judge was saying, um, no, this isn't a trigger, this is a cast spell, and then the... Yeah, there's a trigger, and then the spell is the on the stack. The spell is yeah, on yeah, the stack, yeah. yeah. And I was basically saying, does the does the thing in the ice flip and return my gear hook to my hand before uh, approach of the second sun results, which, which was does. important because yeah, it does, yeah. I had a negate in my grave rate. Yeah, because yeah. it's casting the spell, which causes the trigger to happen, so then... So the trigger, the trigger has to happen before the spell results, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... My opponent was telling me that that was not the case and he could choose which one happened first. But no, no, Anyway, yeah. yeah, it didn't matter in the end either way because I had a second gear up in my hand, but... Uh, <laughs> you got yeah. to play it out as if you don't. <laughs> exactly, yes. Um, but yeah, that was a really fun match and I felt really stressed after it because we yeah. almost went to time <laughs> and my opponent's deck was all over the place and I started <laughs> making mistakes because he was making mistakes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, got bamboozled by Fogs as well. Yeah. So I thought I was attacking for lethal and he's like, no, Fog. I was like, nah. God damn it. Yeah. Um, okay, well yeah. that's a cool first round. They're really tense games. Um, I won't talk about the, the mirror matches too much because they're kind of, like we, we talked about this during the weekend yeah. with some of the other players, they're very coin flippy. Um, whoever manages to get their 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 Marvel down first usually wins. Um, or sometimes it can be the last person, but anyway. Um, I played against Blue Eye Flash second round, and I felt like I had a really big level up during this because. So what I wrote down here was that I was on the draw, and I lost a spell queller, and I just wrote down, "Don't play into it." So I was just playing my spells, and which allowed him to play his spell queller and get a clock on me. Yeah. So, in the second game, I multi six, and I just sat on my hand for ages and ages and ages and ages. And each turn, he had. it was really obvious that he had a spell caller in hand, but I just kept making him waste his mana yeah. and passing and passing and passing until I just got to hard cast Nulamog or cast two spells in a turn and counteract his spell caller, basically. That's the way to do it. And then yeah. I, I won the third game that way as well. So Blue Eye Flash, which is actually probably a bad matchup for Marvel, yeah. I, I managed to win it just by doing that. Yeah. Um, so I was really happy with that. Um, then third round, I played against a player who came in on two buys. He was also playing Marvel. It was a kind of a funny thing that happened there, which was he, I came to the table and he was sitting across from my first round opponent. Right, right. And I was like, this can't be right. Yeah. Um, so we called the judge and got everything sorted out. It was just a, a, a something wrong in the pairings. But my opponent uh, had, he, he, on his playmat, he liked to get his opponents to sign the playmat. Oh, okay. So he had gotten the guy who was sitting across from him to sign the playmat. And then there was a mistake, so then I sat down and he's like, will you sign my playmat? He was like, now I have this useless signature from this other guy. I was like, yeah, sure. Um, and so he was uh, he was on Marvel as well. I, I lost to him. Okay. Um, I played against another Irish player. Oh, yeah? Tyg Murphy. Oh, yeah. Who came to the event. Um, who actually managed to stay too, so after after I, I beat him, uh, he, uh, he managed to rattle off the wins and, and get into the day, into day two. I'm not sure how he finished in the end. Great. He was, um, uh, he was on Marvel, was he? He was on Zombies. He was on Zombies, that's it. He was on so, Zombies when I played against him at the PP2. Yeah. I completely destroyed him, basically. Yeah. Uh, uh, that'll happen. Right. Yeah, it, it does not seem like a good matchup for Zombies ever at all. Yeah. I don't no. understand how Jerry Thompson won that pro tour. Uh, People probably. weren't playing Flamecaller. Well, yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. he not anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the the one that he played against wasn't playing flame flame color. Yeah. So like in the first game here, I have written on my life pad me twenty, you twenty, and then just the word Ulamog, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, uh, Marvel. I think I lost that one. Marvel won that one. So you're three. One I, I ended five four. Right. Um, I played against Marty Vehicles. Lost that one. 
I lost to Toolcraft and Scrounger when I had Negate. So that I think that was a note yeah. where I was saying that Sensor would have been better. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the last round I played was against a blue-black control deck, which was very cool. Went to game three, and he actually he resolved a um, Sphinx of the Final Word, and I just couldn't answer it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but actually, there was there was a card in, in the deck that could have been an out to it, mm-hmm. that I was really happy was in the deck, so that it was a possible draw as an answer. But I I didn't draw it, um, which was another card that we decided to add on on Friday night after the trials. Actually, after so we changed the deck between the trials and the main and the main event, um, and that was Worldbreaker. Yeah, so Worldbreaker would have been good to have against uh, the Sphinx. So that was my day. Um, Yeah. So just just one one round off day two. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, seemed like you had good matches overall. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't. I really don't think there was anything anything where like one person just completely took it away because of lands or mana troubles that's great over the course of the yeah. one day yeah like I have a lot right. of stuff here I multi six he multi six yeah etc etc I multi five once and I won that was amazing that's, that's great, great. Um, that's the power of a combo deck exactly yeah. Um. so yeah they, I, I yeah not getting mana screwed or not significantly mind screwed, I suppose. Not so much that nobody can play the game was really good over the course of the tournament. That's great. Yeah. So that was yeah. my day one, and there was no day two. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so Al, well. how about I you? Also, I also I I was yeah, quite similar in that. Uh, I also did not day two. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so round yeah so uh, in round one I played against uh, Mono Black Zombies, which as you mentioned is a very is a very straightforward matchup for us. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Round, round two played against Green Black, which was like more difficult. But again, I think it, it just came down to just resolving a Chandra, uh, and then and then yeah, wiping the board again, tempo back winning that way. Uh, so I was yeah two zero going into round three. Um, so in round three, uh, I played against, so I, I sat down playing round three. So my my opponent comes over. I don't know if he buys or anything beforehand, but I come over and he has he has this play mat. So now apparently this is very this 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 is very popular artwork and play mat. It's a it's a picture of like Liliana and Chandra like making out. Oh but yeah, the this one, yeah. So yeah. it's like it's not it's not that scrappy, but it's very provocative, and it's like you know lots of leg and lots of thigh, and it's just very like it was just like it was it was distracting me, but I kind of like not. I mean, it was kind of like, I kind of just felt just irrationally angry at the guy because I was like, oh, he's bringing like he got this wonderful glory bringer playmat. We just mentioned, <laughs> like, oh, don't bring your own playmat to a GP. So like, he yeah, yeah. made the decision to buy this, and like it was like just children around and stuff. But like he he played, he played this, and I was like. I straight off I was like I don't like this person and I'm going to crush him yeah I think that's gross like I like so from Street Fighter tournament sometimes you would run into dudes as well who had sort of like provocative big boob anime women on their like as custom art on their on sticks, their sticks and yeah. stuff and I've never liked it yeah it's like you're going to an event that yeah kids should be able to play at and like parents and women yeah, no, and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah just like anyone who doesn't want to see that like I'm yeah. not a prude but like just what what do you get out of that? Yeah, I don't that, that, yeah, I mean, that, that's basically what I was thinking. Because I know, did, I, he I was, turn to, did he face it towards you instead of yeah. face it towards no, <laughs> so his face, was, was face He's like winking at you. Yeah. The whole time. <laughs> hey, like, yeah. How'd you like this? Uh, yeah, because I, I always feel like the playmats are great because they're playmats in general are great because they kind of act like as a conversation piece. Because you're mm, you're definitely. sitting there against a stranger and like let's say if they have a playmat from a different GP, you can say, "Oh, I was there." Or if they're like a, a game day champion, it's almost like a thing you can show off and like yeah, talk about. Cool. Uh, or like if it's like a pop culture reference or pop pop culture scene or something, you can both have in common. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you know, what yeah what like like you said, what's he getting out of having you know. This playmat, yeah. apart from all kicks for himself whenever he's mulliganing, or I don't know, 
And, like, there, there is, yeah, like, a line you can cross where, like, a judge can be called on you for having a play mat like that, too. Yeah, we, so. we heard mixed things over the weekend. We, we heard both that this, this art was so well-known that it was just generally accepted now, and we also heard that it's banned from GPs. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. So, so we heard both, too. Anyway. Yeah. I feel, yeah, if, if it did cause problems, I could have... I, I feel like if it did, I could have called the judge. Yeah, and this is important for other people to know who might be listening to this. If somebody's uh, sleeves or playmat or whatever makes you personally feel uncomfortable, you can always call a judge and ask them. Just say it to the judge, and the judge yeah. will know what to yeah. do. Yeah, and like again, point. and you can ask to speak to the judge away from the table, so you don't have to exactly bring yeah. your opponent into the conversation or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, so I, I picked up the dice. I bought these lovely new dice. Uh, I, I was so happy to roll them. I was like, "Yo, we go for a high roll." Do they have naked um, women on them? They do not. <laughs> <laughs> they do not. <laughs> they, uh, no, they, I just love reveal. Oh, <laughs> the biggest, <laughs> biggest hypocrite of all time. <laughs> So I rolled six taken eighties. No, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I made the roll of dice, and he, I said a high roll. You know, as is conventional at, at magic events. And he said uh, odds or evens. And I, I hate was like, people do this. Ah, just, I was like, yeah. I was like, how does this high roll? Come on! It's like yeah. it's because it's, it's. I think it's also because you no. Know, I think the, the rationale behind the odds or evens, odds or evens, is that you know it's only one dice roll, so it's quicker. Yeah. But I think one dice roll is kind of like because only one person is partaking in it. It feels less like you know you both have. Uh, a say in who first in sure, yeah. so it, and like it could be like a rigged dice or something yeah, like yeah so yeah. don't do a thing where both people are not involved yeah, yeah. in randomly determining who starts yeah. basically yeah, yeah yeah. so he, he said uh, he said uh, he said even so like that was high roll and he insisted again and I was like it's my dice it's high roll and he said a big sigh and says okay I just roll a solid 12 it was <laughs> sick <laughs> it was so good um, got, and he was him. he was so salty at that uh, and then, so I was going first. Uh, I had a pretty good hand. Um, you know, I played. I, I played a puzzle not into his tapped mirror pool, yeah. which uh, was you know, puts me in a, in a pretty good spot. I yeah. turned for Marvel. I turned for Ulamogt. Uh, took away his two swamps. He's playing Mono Black Eltrazi. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was very salty about that. And scooped up, and I was like, "This is this is great." <laughs> um, so in game two, he goes like, yeah, he goes like super heavy in the the, the you know hand disruption. So he, he yes. plays. He plays. Um, Yes, he plays Transgressive Mind, and he also plays Tottenham Seer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so both my, my hands have been whittled away. At one, so at one point, I had, all I had was like a land and two Ulamogs, mm. and he dispossessed my marble. So I was like, there's, there's no hope in me ever winning this. You know, this hand is, I basically have two dead cards in my hand. He's putting, he, he has, um, yeah, he has Tottenham Seer on the board. He also has, he's kind of drawn cards off um, the uh, Glinsleeve Siphoner. So I was yeah. like, oh, there, I, I, I can't win this. But then he 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 then he casts it. Now then to put the final nail in the coffin, he plays Lost Legacy and names Ulamog. I'm like, ah, you know, Lost Legacy is such a terrible card, but when it randomly gets a two for one like this, it's so good. And then I was stopped. And I was like, hang on a second. You get to draw cards. I was like, Lost yeah. Legacy and two for one don't belong in the same sentence. <laughs> so but he he seen my hand. He saw two Ulamog sat, and I was like on four lands or five lands or something that two Ulamogs was, ne- was never going to pass. Yeah, uh, and then he, he just, I just got to uh, loot him away. And Would I, you like some free redraws? Yeah, and uh, Jerry yeah. Sandra and Mike Ward and Sableye. Some, some free redraws that are definitely not going to be Ulamog. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, uh, and then I, I, I usually I, I talk to the player and say go talk through plays and stuff, but yeah. uh, I just I just no point. Yes, I, <laughs> that one I, I just you know, rolled up my PG thirteen play map and I walked away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Yeah, the never, so that, that was my last win for a while. Um, <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, 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 felt good yeah. So I, I was trying to go into round four. Uh, I was like sitting like you know right up into like double digit uh, table numbers, and uh, there was like people being called for feature matches like you know beside me and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so I was me like, too, oh yeah. my god, it's happening. That's it's great. Uh, and then uh, then, 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 then I, I was I think actually I think actually the rest of my games for 
the rest of the turn, actually no, most, most of the games from this point forward were mirror, either mirrors or against the control. So round four was mirror, I lost that. I think round five was against control, um, I lost that as well. But then I think, yeah, there really wasn't any many other highlights. I think the last, so eventually going into round, going into round eight, I was, uh, no, I, I was um, five and two going into round eight. Right. Yes, yeah, five and two going into, so it was like, so I, I need to have two wins to be in. Yeah, uh, so it was like, oh yeah, I can't, I can't lose anymore. No, sorry. No, you, no, you were, you were four and two. Four, four and two, four and two. That's what it was. Yeah, four and two going into round seven. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you need to rattle off two ones. Yeah, yeah, rattle off two ones. Yeah, exactly. Which or, um, yeah. is that right? Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, and then, so, it was a control matchup. So huge control. We're fairly favored. We're very favored pre-board against control because we can just you know, play the long game, which we were, we were, which I assume. But then we both had like this huge man in hand in front of both of us, and he played. He he resolved the Kefnet. Mm-hmm. And then it's like in that point of the game, this Kefna is just an amazing powerhouse that he was just like drawing cards and discarding in hand every turn. I, I had about only like four cards in my hand or something else being beaten down by Kefna. I was trying to stabilize, but then I eventually lost. Then going into game two, I brought I, you know, we have our we have our cyber plan against control. I brought in Tyrus Trackers and stuff. Um, and then I think at one point, yeah. So Tyrus Tracker is kind of funny with like when 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 you when you, when you know your opponent's playing sensor, it's like you know do it. Usually, or if you, you're like all right, if I play Tyrus Tracker on turn three and it gets removed. I've got no value out of it. I play it on turn four and drop a land, and then yeah, you're you're going to get a clue off at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, no, but, but if you do that, yeah, then yeah, yeah, you can't play the sensor. So I think I think well, looking back now, what I learned from this this what I learned from this play and what I used and the rest determined is that you're better off playing it around on turn five. Yeah. So you can play around sensor and yeah, your your land drop will also kind of help you. Will also let you keep up like negate or whatever whatever. Uh, yeah. So it lets you keep up negate or counter or removal. Or removal. Yeah. But also you can crack a clue. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, if yeah, you don't, if you don't use them, yeah, well. it's the uh, best position. Though. Although on turn four, at least you're still keeping them off glimmer, which is a thing. True. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. So yeah. it depends on the yeah. rest of your hand if if them getting to glimmer genius is is important or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, no, yeah. No, no. yeah I definitely found that kind of counter in there. Glimmer was was in, in other matches was was very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then in this case, so I went for it on turn four before my land drop, so I played it and then he censored it, and then I could see the censor go. I I just felt so stupid for playing the censor, so. I just said, oh, you got to find, and then I said, go without making my land drop, which was, uh, and I was, as soon as he drew his card, I was just furious at myself for missing yeah, it, and yeah. I know I probably, he probably wouldn't let me play it, because we would have a fairly good repertoire and stuff, but then the music kind of went on, and eventually, it came, it came down to me being one man off Ulamog oh, in my hand, awesome. so then it was, the fact that, yeah, that, that, it ended up mattering, just missing this one land drop, and yeah. that's, what, that's what took me out of German, so I was pretty salty with that, well, also, I was disappointed in mm-hmm. myself. Yeah, and then uh, I played the last round of the day, you know, for for honor, mm-hmm. for glory, and I I achieved neither. Uh, <laughs> I I definitely just stopped caring, I suppose. Uh, and then I I I mulled a six and kept a terrible hand, and then got stuck in two lands, and then uh, I he he was on he was on blue eye fashion. He just beat me down, um, and then yeah, game two was like I kept a land with a few with with, with mainly lands, and just flooded out. And this is like, it's like, I basically lost the last game in the last match in like a matter of like minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, oh, well, you know, it was, it was just for the experience anyway. But mm-hmm. uh, I think I, I was, I was happy with how he did overall. And I definitely felt like, I felt like the whole thing, the whole day as itself was like definitely like a level of experience or so mm-hmm. many, there's so many little things I learned, picked up. Uh, kind of even, even like knowing like kind of where your deck lies like in the matchup and like realizing that, you know, there's no point, like a lot, a lot of, we were, we were because Marvel is most is the most popular deck at the moment, that there's lots of kind of inexperienced players players who are playing it, and you see lots of people who just you know go for the Marvel and turn four into into Europa Mana. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas like usually, especially our build, that we're like so highly favored if we make it to the late game. So like like what like what you said, both when you um 
when you when you're playing against that blue white flash deck, it's like you're 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 happy just to keep passing the turn, uh, yeah, knowing that, that it's 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 you know your your favorite. The longer the game goes, the more favored you are. Yeah, as long as you can just keep making your land drops, you're happy. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And then uh, so neither of you guys day two, but uh, but how was your day two of the event? How was Sunday? Uh, well, I suppose we should just say about some of the other players who were there. As oh well. yeah, 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 sure. Because yeah, yeah. yeah, we had basically we had I think three. Irish players make it into day two. Yeah, Keane, so had, Tig, and McKelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And um I think it was only McKaylee that was able to convert that into a like a decent finish. So he came eighty first, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. everyone was six and three going into day two, so it was tough. Uh I could be wrong on that. I think McKaylee was seven and two. Was he? Oh, okay. I think No, he was six and three, he was. Yeah. He was because yeah. he went five and one on day two. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, he did yeah, well. Yeah, yeah he did yeah. well. Um, so he he basically played played out day two because he wanted he wants to get points pro points to yeah. be the Irish captain next so, year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he, it turns out that he did get two pro points, which which ties him with the other person. But uh, that's not good enough because the tiebreaker is highest pro tour finish. Ah, uh, right, right. So Craig Chapman, who was on the pro tour and when it was in Dublin. Uh, he obviously has the higher yeah, pro tour yeah. finish because McKaylee hasn't been to the pro tour. McKaylee so, can still do it, right? Isn't isn't? Yeah, the, he's going to Las Vegas. Vegas, Vegas oh, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. triple GP weekend, so yeah, I, I feel chances. I feel confident that he'll uh, he'll brilliant. manage to pull it out. Yeah, because yeah, the cutoff is the end of July, I think. Yeah, for yeah. for the captaincy. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant, man. I'm rooting for McKaylee. Yeah, yeah, I like Craig too. Craig is a nice guy, yeah, but uh, yeah. but I would love to see McKaylee. Yeah, McKaylee yeah. taught us so much about our decks. He really did. Over the course of the weekend, just between rounds and. Like at the end of the day, all the Irish players were just kind of meeting up, going for dinner, going for drinks, and uh, just Michaeli's dry German wit over the <laughs> weekend really, really uh, came to shine. He's a, always a fun guy to talk to, but uh, also a fun guy to hang out with, especially yeah. in Amsterdam. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a funny weekend. Um, so uh, my our well our our day two experience was of doing side events. Yeah. So we got there early enough. We woke up a little bit late, uh, mm. but got there early enough to sign up for uh, what they had called a standard championship. So it's a six-round tournament, uh, which is played in competitive level rules enforcement, mm-hmm. um, and it ended up with I think it was forty-two players. And I was actually five-zero going to the, into the last round. I was really happy with the way I was playing and stuff like that. Um, I was the only five-zero. And the way it works is, um, for your record, you get play points, and play points were like this kind of currency that they had at the event, which you can spend at the event, yeah, at the prize wall to get so various that, things, various know. things. But yeah. basically, yeah. like packs, singles, um, giant oversized yeah. cards, giant oversized cards. Yeah, so they had a glory bringer and an oversized progenitus. Um, so yeah, so the you know there was a really high payout for doing well at this event. So mm-hmm. if you if you were six zero, you got one thousand three hundred and fifty points, which just to put it in layman's terms would would equal to about five booster boxes worth wow, of product. Yeah. Um, and also any six zero players, because it you know potentially if it's big enough, there could be more than one six zero player. Any six zero players um, get to. Uh, get a foil uncut sheet so oh wizards God. wizards prints the, their cards in big sheets and then they punch the cards out of the sheets but they keep aside some uncut sheets 
as like prizes and collector's items. They're extremely cool. Yeah, they're very yeah, cool, they're yeah, and especially the foil ones as well. Yeah. So I was really, really excited at the prospect of, of winning one of these things, and they're also just like worth a good bit of money, so yeah. I was just yeah. going to sell it to a vendor immediately. Did you, did you ask your opponent to concede? I did ask my opponent to concede. Okay. Yeah, so I was the only 5-0 player going into the last round. And this is important. You can ask your opponent to concede. Yeah. Um, you cannot collude for prizes. No. Though. You will be disqualified. Like, so do not start your sentence with any word, uh, with the word when or if. Yeah. So like you can't do anything which uh, the, the result of the match would result in e either player like... Getting a thing. Getting a thing. Yeah. yeah. So you can't do that. You can't decide you get this if I do this or... Uh, if you concede to me, I'll give you this, and I get this. You yeah. can't say things like that. You'll immediately be disqualified, and no one gets anything. Yeah. Um, this is this is at everything, every, every rules enforcement. Every level, place, yeah. Like, yeah. So, but, yeah. I mean, at, at lower levels, you're often not playing for that many prizes. Yeah. So people don't really get into it because they just play the game. So they don't get yeah. into this um, these situations. But it is important to know what you should do in these situations. So later on, I was told that the correct thing to do is to say to your opponent, would you like to split prizes? Yeah, you can ask to redistribute the prizes. Yeah. And then you can ask, would you like to Would you like to concede to me? Yeah. So, so what you that's, could have the, done... that's the appropriate thing to do, but you yeah. cannot say how much each person gets. Yeah. So, uh, but you played out the match anyway. We played out the match because basically there was a judge there, the, the, two, the two people beside us who were playing a match beside us, um, started talking about it and they were like oh if he gets this and he gets this and the judge, said, judge just said please stop this line of yeah. talking right now I don't want to get anyone qualified I stayed completely silent because yeah. I just didn't want to say anything I was too afraid um, and my opponent I could see that he was really nervous and he was like yeah. oh you really want the uncle cheat don't you and I was like we can just play our match I was like you don't have to be worried or yeah, yeah, um, yeah exactly. anything about that we can just play at our match. Because there are I'm all fine. these, there are all these horror stories about people getting DQ'd yeah, when they yeah. are about to get really good prizes and stuff yeah. like that. So it's definitely something to be aware of. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but my opponent was really, really nice guy. Um, we played out the round, and he in in uh, in three games, he he beat me, and they were close. And um, so, like, I just asked one final time, like, would you like mm -hmm. to concede to me? Yeah. Um, and he just said no. Uh, which is absolutely well. He yeah, he, he, ta he talked to his friends for a little bit, and he, he the judge had seen the result of the match of right. the games, and he just said, "Oh, I understand, like that we both get less prizes, but um, I I just want to be completely safe. I don't want anything to happen to us." And I was like, "That's absolutely fine. I completely sure. understand yeah. that." Yeah. Um, and I was happy enough with what we got in the end anyway. So we we yeah. basically we both got seven hundred and fifty play points, which equaled out to like two boxes. Yeah, that's so great. It was still really good prizes for yeah. the event. Unfortunately, the tournament organizer got to keep their foil sheet because nobody went six zero. Uh, so yeah, that's yeah. the problem is that nobody gets that sheet then because yeah. there was no six zero player. Um, but yeah, it's important to know what you can and can't do if you're ever in that situation. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it that that. Tournament was a great experience for me. Um, I played against the Mirror four out of the six rounds, I believe. No, three out of the six rounds. Yeah. I also played against Zombies, played against Blu-ray Control, was what my opponent was on the last right. round. And I played against uh, Jund Delirium, which was... Uh, that guy had brewed that up himself, and it was actually really cool. It's but great. not good against Marvel. <laughs> yeah, it's great to get to play extra events that are at competitive rules enforcement. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for a side event, I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. Just get you more experience at that level. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, there were more events that I could have gone to after that, but I was so mentally exhausted yeah. after all that stuff that I was just like, uh, I'll just leave it. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. 
What about you? What about you? Oh, I, I played in the same event with the Dotty Well. Ah, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was. I was. I, was, I also played against lots of mirror matches, and then it was. Uh, I mean, I, I think well, I, I, I did you know, make some outright misplays. Um, one misplay in particular I can think of was played against. It was uh, they're playing a uh, green red. It was. I mean, yeah, it. It seemed like it was a team or energy deck. Mm-hmm. But it turned out it was just like a red green, which was no blue, obviously. It was, a red, it was like a red green, like God's deck. So uh, everything I brought in for that matchup, I had the sideboard completely wrong because of, yeah. of, of that right. misread. Um, but yeah, then again, I, I played against the, the, the mirror lots of times. Uh, one highlight was uh, I, I I resolved to turn four Udamog and still lost. Yeah, that can happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 it, it was because this person was actually playing uh, the team or energy deck. And uh, they played, oh, they're on playing, they got like a turn four blurry bigger. Mm-hmm. And they're already putting so much pressure on me that when I played the Udamog, I couldn't just go for the lands. I, I think I actually, I think I went for a glory bringer and land. Um, but it's right. that other, they, they said like word of ritual. So when they started, they played Ronus and started pumping uh, Thopter, uh, just getting in there for, for yeah, all the extra damage. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, so you know, people say, oh, standard comes down to a coin flip. Sometimes when you win the coin flip, you still lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, the difference between this and the copycat cat deck. When you when you got your turn four combo with copycat, you won the game. That's yeah, it, yeah. yeah, you yeah, just yeah exactly. the game, yeah. 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 But you also got blown out harder if they had removed. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah you're in a much worse position. Yeah. Um, just on on that about like miss sideboarding and not mm. understanding what your opponent is playing. Um, McKaylee played the team energy deck as well, mm-hmm. and he said that he got a lot of equity over the tournament from people miss sideboarding against him when he had yeah. mana problems game one. So I think there was one there was one round where he played like Spire Bluff Canal, Spire Bluff Canal, Ether Hope, and then lost the game. And his opponent thought he was blue red control and miss sideboarded. Wow, okay. Yeah. And then there was another game where I think he played like something like Botanical Sanctum, Ether Hub, Servant of the Conduit, and then lost the game after a while. And his opponent thought he was Marvel. Yeah. So he actually got quite a lot of um, equity from people thinking that he was other decks over the course of the tournament. Yeah, that can definitely happen. That's happened yeah. to me as well playing the team around energy deck. Yeah. Although, like, when yeah. you play a turn too long to scope, they kind of know what you're on. Yeah, true, true. true. Yeah, yes. McKaylee yeah. um, actually cut the long to scopes for Greenbelt Rampagers, and he said he was really happy with them over okay. the course of the tournament. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Um, so, with all our prize points, what did you get with your prize points, Al? Ooh, I got a one Gideon and one Sneak Attack, which I traded in with other cards for Karns, and nice. now I completed my modern deck. Yes. And I will, yes, so now I, I, I even though I had a disappointing finish at this GP, I'm going to, I may go to a modern GP and get an even more disappointing finish, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I'm not familiar with the format. But now I'm, well, I'm, 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 I'm trying to not very good at the moment. Tron is, and it's like, especially the big Tron. 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 I mean, yeah, it, it's like the green, black, and green, white Tron are so poorly positioned because people are bringing in, like, such strong, because Eldrazi Tron is just a stronger deck. Yeah. And people are bringing in lots of hate. People are bringing in, like, ceremonies rejection for that matchup. Yeah, like and this also hits you. Like yeah. the, the Dead Shadow decks are playing like three ceremonies rejection yeah, on the sideboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not the opposition, but mm-hmm. uh, it's fun. But like it's modern. It's like that deck will bounce back. You know, these, yeah, these yeah, decks. that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, that's good. So I'm excited. Even even just to have a complete modern deck and then can start playing the Wednesday tournaments, the Wednesday yeah. tournament tournaments and Gamers World. Just mm-hmm. to be just to familiarize myself, familiarize myself. Uh, I was asking you guys last night that I played. I lost my first game against uh, Gift Storm, oh, and yeah. I was like, "Guys, is this for real?" That, yeah. I, I, I had Natural Tron and Karn in my hand, and then you're on the plane, and it's Boral Land Drop, Wind Kill Shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happens. was glorious. Uh, uh, well, yeah, so I'm excited to try this new format. 
Um, I, I was planning on doing a similar thing to just get my last two Snapcaster mages to finish it off, but uh, they were all sold out by the time that I accumulated most of my prize points. Mm, okay. So I just ended up going with the boxes and I sold them for a slight refund on my weekend. Yeah, Because <laughs> yeah, it's quite expensive going to a GP. Yeah, so. definitely. And I think that kind of leads to kind of some broad advice that we kind of got was if your plan is to go to go if your, if your plan is to go heavy on the side events it's you know you can try to get to try to do them all on Friday because try to do them all on Friday and spend your pay points on the Friday because straight off it makes sense to keep your pay points until the end because you, know, you might accumulate some on the, on the side and stuff but uh, I mean, most of this the, the, the big chase the singles will be gone by then yes right, uh, yeah. so if, if, if like I mean I think, I think the ideal situation is you know spike side tournament on the Friday uh, spend all your pay points there get, you, get what you want and then just play out day one and two of mm-hmm. the GP. Yeah. Or some, sometimes people go to GPs for not the main event. Like yeah. I, I yeah, spoke to a couple of people that, who yeah. had um, mm. who who just were, were there for the side events, especially yeah. limited side events, because yeah. that's the most limited you'll get in usually. Yeah. Yeah. At any time. And if you don't play the main event, it's free. Like there's no uh, there's no yeah, there's, there's, no entry. there's no hall entry fee. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you want to go play side events, it's, it's like, just the cost of the side events. events. Yeah. 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 That's great. So uh, so yeah, and then you guys had a nice relaxing uh, Monday bank holiday Monday here. So you guys got to yeah. just chill out for a day and see Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So a lot of it was good. Microbe museum, learning about microbes. Yeah, we went to the zoo. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's nice that you guys got the extra day because I feel like from playing Street Fighter tournaments and from hearing Magic players, like a lot of people who go to GPs don't end up getting to see the city they're in at yeah. all. And yeah. A lot of people like fly home on the Sunday night like yeah, yeah or like yeah. if they happen to top 8 they have to like rebook their flight because they can't make it <laughs> yeah and like obviously with work and stuff like that a lot of people will have to do that but I think it's nice to be able to take the extra day yeah, yeah. it is stuff. good if you if, yeah. you're, if your job is flexible enough that you can do it then it is really yeah. nice yeah. Um, so overall really positive experience um, I would recommend it to anybody any Magic player who is looking to go beyond yeah. more than just like playing in their local shop or whatever yeah. Um, and maybe even if you're not a competitive player, it's a, that's this is the place. It's like feels like going to a convention. Yeah, for Magic, yeah. that's what it feels like. Uh, but you just get to play loads. Yes, it's awesome. Yeah, great. Um, all right, so we're all going to day two of the next GP, I guess. Hopefully, that yeah, yeah, that that is the plan. There's a team unified modern in that one somewhere. Yes, there is a team unified modern at some point. Where is that? Team when is that? I would love to go to that. Yeah, yeah. great. I can't remember. Yeah, we can get t-shirts yeah. made up. It's, it's, well, yeah. Actually, yeah, the Dave Wolf is wearing the, the, the Amica t-shirt here. Um, yeah. I think it might be on... Well, oh, it's, it's oh, only yeah, the dates yeah. for the back, on the back of it. Yeah, it, I like this one because it's not obviously a magic t-shirt. Yeah. yeah it kind of looks like a band t-shirt because of the dates Yeah, the that's, that's what I was wearing it today yeah, as well. Great. Yeah. I was like, I was like, not great radio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a t-shirt with some like bolus horns and stuff. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, the problem with Team Unified Modern is only one of us can put Skull Crack in our deck. Damn it. Oh, no. Well... Well, we could play one each. One copy each. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> five. Yeah. Um, yeah. Three, three copies of Burn. Well, no, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, we'd have yeah. to play some pretty bad cards. Yeah, we'd have one of each. Yeah. One person gets two of each, they get the good Burn deck. Okay, well, yeah. that sounds like a plan. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll yeah. revisit that, and if we decide to go, we can do an episode about Unified Modern. And yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I think, does that wrap us up, or do we go, are we going to do a quick deck of the week? Do you want to? Yeah, I yeah, mean, sure. yeah, we're, we're yeah. just going to talk basically yeah. just about Green Black a little bit because that won the GP. Yeah, so it won the yeah the the one that we were at. Uh, Lucas Blahan piloted um, Black Green to uh, to the finals and and managed to win. 
and uh, I think there were four black green decks overall. There was two of them were black green delirium, and two of them were black green energy, or something yeah. like that. And I was just amazed when I heard yeah. the announcement of this top eight because just walking along the tables, I was just like seeing Woodweavers, Puzzle Knots, and Marvels, and Ulamogs everywhere. So I was like, how did these players, these green-black players, manage to dodge this absolute minefield of marbles? Crazy, yeah. Um, and I think it's just because they actually just had a strong game against it. They do have a strong game against it, especially if people are doing what you're doing and putting negates in their main deck. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. that's almost a dead card. Yeah. Like, you're going to hit yeah. their Nissa voices and a card. Yeah, so we, we were heavily metagamed for the mirror. Yeah. yeah. And not this, yeah. So that's so, what people call, you know, the level one deck as opposed to the yeah, level zero. Exactly. So yeah. I think I think it was pretty good. And like the matchup I would say is like pretty close, probably like slightly flavored favored to black green after mm. sideboard, mm -hmm. like slightly favored to marble before sideboard. Mm -hmm. But like the difference of playing the negates instead of the sensors or servants might actually tip the matchup against you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, probably does, yeah, to be honest. Um so that's why we had the Essence Scatters in the side, because we were afraid of those kind of creature yeah. fight decks. Yeah. Um, so uh, well, shall I read out Lucas's list? Um, yeah, so he... he well, I, I don't want to say he copied it, but mm. <laughs> basically... Um, Sean the, McLaren. Was yeah, the Sean McLaren um, kind of pioneered this deck. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a Black Green Delirium deck. Um, do you want to read out some of the notable... Yes, we have a so three of Nissa Voices Endicar, one of Liliana the Last Hope, which seems like a nice hedge against zombies, just gives you an extra planeswalker to get delirium. And then so the creature base, so this is the core of the deck. We have four Winding Constrictor, two Rishkar, four Walking Ballista, two Green Gear Hulk, uh, and then four trackers and four Grim Flayers. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of just playing the best delirium creature and the best like uh like Probably the best creature. one of the one of the best green creatures in general, Tireless Tractor, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Uh, and then sort of you have the the core of Winding Constrictor, Walking Ballista, Rishkar, and then you know a Gear Hulk on top is just going to make everything enormous really fast. Mm -hmm. uh, so the sorceries are instant uh, two never to return, which I think is good. Just um, it's kind of good against Gideon and like exiling stuff from graveyards is quite relevant in this format. And yeah. then four traverses totally normal. And then in the instance we have the real spice where we have four dissenters deliverance in the yeah. main deck. Yeah. So this is the real game against Marvel, and it also makes you much better against Blue Red Control, which Black Green is a dog against in game one as well. Yes. You just can't deal with a torrential gear hulk basically. Mm -hmm. You're you're just gonna play one spell a turn, have a counter to kill, and then lose to a gear hulk mm -hmm. if you if you can't deal with it. And then four fatal push as well. So no grasp of darkness, which is uh, an interesting departure for the deck. For a long time, that was just considered an absolute staple. Like when I was playing black green for a long time, I never would have even crossed my mind to cut all the yeah. grasp of darkness mm -hmm. from my main deck. He did play two on the sideboard, uh, and then we got twenty-two lands, three evolving wilds to just help out your tracker and your uh, your grim flare. So this is called green black delirium, but the only delirium cards are traverse and grim flare in the main, and then one ish cannot on the side. Yeah, so it's like the counters strategy cross. So like, there's three distinct green black savage strategies, which are delirium, which tends to be more control, the counters one, which tends to be more aggro, and the energy one, which also tends to be aggro. And yeah. this is kind of a mix between the counters strategy and the, uh, the delirium. delirium. But Whereas I think the counters actually is just kind of that's the staple of green black these days. It's just it it's not even a yeah. type. Yeah. It's just in all the green-black decks. It is. Like, previously, people called it green-black energy when it was sort of counters plus energy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this, this is the counters side of it plus delirium. Yeah. So he's uh, just playing as many high-quality two and three drops as possible, basically. Yeah. And he's, against other fair creature decks, he's just looking to outvalue them over the course yeah. of the game with stuff like Grim Flayer and Tireless Tracker. 
Yeah, and then like bring stuff back with Liliana as well if you manage to hit your one off of that. We have yeah. another one on the board, presumably you bring that in against zombies and maybe against the mirror you bring it in as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, in the board we just have two dispossessed, four transgress, presumably that's for Marvel, and you bring dispossessed in against Blue Red Control as well. Another never to return against Gideon decks, uh, two Gaunty Lord of Luxury against sort of the mirror and other grindy creature matchups, it's really good. Mm-hmm. I think you bring it in against Control as well, although it's not a superstar, it's mm-hmm. just decent. Yeah. Um, and then two grasps for the mirror and for zombies, and then one Ishkana against Mardu, I presume. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it just looks like a really solid deck. Put up two copies of the exact same 75 in the top eight. Thomas Hendricks also played the, the same list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sean McLaren had great results with the deck previously. So the, uh, In the American GP as well, there were people who, who placed highly with almost the exact same deck list, maybe plus or minus one or two cards. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of interesting to me, the four Dissenters Deliverance in the main, because Dissenters Deliverance, like... They usually get to activate their Marvel once before you get to kill it with that. Yes. Uh, like sometimes in this matchup, people might just jam the Marvel on turn four because without the energy. Yeah, because a lot of lists won't have a way to deal with it. Mm. But uh, so maybe you're getting some equity there if people mm-hmm. do that. But if people know that you're likely to have this card in your main deck, it's interesting that people. Obviously, it is strong enough, and people realized it was strong enough to play, even though you're only going to get it after they get their first spin. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that's very interesting. Basically, the idea, I think, is I'm going to jam great threats on turns one, maybe one, if you have the energy version with the elephant, or not, the elephant can't come in turn one. I'm going to jam great threats on turns two and three, yep. uh, probably four as well, play mm-hmm. a play two drop and leave up the two mana, and you get your marvel, and you spin. And if you miss, I'm just going to destroy it and kill you. Yeah, yeah and people have realized that's kind of what you have to do, because if they have the nuts and they go for it and hit the Ulamog, there was nothing you could have done anyway. Exactly, yeah. so you might as well just play like it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like your other option is to play Manglehorn on turn three yeah. and just bring their Marvel in tapped when they do play it, yeah. which doesn't seem like that yeah, great. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, so, then Manglehorn doesn't give you enough pressure then over the course of the, yeah. Yeah. Of the rest of the game. So yeah, I think this black green deck is probably a good choice going forward for people. Um, I'm not really sure to how you would metagame to beat this type of deck. You play blue red control. Blue red control, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Blue red, blue red emerge. Yeah. And like Mardu, I think. You're, yeah, Mardu brings yeah. some fumigates in from the side or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So like, I think this is like, this is a standard that like, even though people are complaining about it a lot, and Marvel is still clearly objectively the, the most deck, powerful yeah. deck. Uh, like this is like we could just see some some cycling here of like people playing black green then people playing Mardu and blue red control then people back on Marvel to beat that you know so and there are just a lot of different decks people can play I think yeah. the format is a uh, is not in the worst place ever no no definitely not um, and I think just from from this weekend's results like Omaha was very very Marvel yeah um, the, a lot of Marvel decks in the top eight of Omaha. Um, I'm not sure about the top 32. I haven't really looked at the top 32 of these these GPs. But uh, I saw someone collated all the data from the three GPs, and Marvel was like in or around close to 40% of, okay, of so, all the top yeah, 32. So, so yeah, that's that's a lot. Like yeah. yeah. But I do think that Wizards is going to be looking at this data and going, "There's loads of decks here. Yeah, and yeah. loads of decks doing very well, and Marvel is not unbeatable. Yeah. So I just don't think there's going to be a ban." Yeah, I'm kind of leaning that way as well. Again, like I, I said this before about the combo, where where although the combo ended up just being too too good objectively anyway, uh, I think if they do ban it, it'll more just be because this is like not the kind of magic they want to promote. Yeah, and uh, they just like didn't realize the Marvel would be this good. Mm-hmm. It looks bad on coverage, and it might turn people off playing standard. Yeah, if they yeah. play against this deck. 
That's like I think that will be if they do ban it, that will be the reason rather than power level. Mm-hmm. But uh, they might just. I think they'll probably just be happy to to leave it. And yeah, see I we'll think see, so. Yeah. We'll see yeah. what happens sure. with the next pro tour. Yeah. Um, I mean, just the copycat combo was it was an actual mistake, an actual yeah. oversight. Whereas Ethworks Marvel, although it's a lot better than they intended it to be is actually doing the thing that they yeah. designed it to do. I mean, it's a one-card combo, essentially. Yeah, yeah, You just yeah. put other stuff to hit in your deck. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's our, our deck of the week, was Black Green. Black Green Delirium. There we go. So, so, yeah, this, is a, this has been a long one, I'm sure, but uh, yep. I hope you guys got something out of that. Um, any questions for us about a GP experience or anything like that, uh, you know, just hit us up on Twitter at mm-hmm. Skullcrack. You can uh, get some questions in on there. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Um, so, as always, thank you to Barry Cannon for our theme music. Yep, shout out to Barry. He's put up some uh, some new parody videos on his YouTube channel. So, if you search uh, "Relax with Me" on YouTube, one word, that's his uh, his YouTube channel where he's put up some video game music parodies and stuff like that. You cool. can check him out. Yeah, he does a lot of Dota Two stuff, doesn't it? Dota Two, Overwatch, yeah, or is kind cool. of two two main games. Cool. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be it from us for this week I'll have show notes uh, in the show notes I'll have links to all the stuff that we've talked about today like deck lists and the the, the lead cards and, and what have you and we will be back next week alright see you later guys bye bye bye